What's up, everybody? I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram. This is Talking Shit with Eagle. So glad everybody could tune in tonight. Purple Thumb OG, welcome. I hope you have something to smoke along with. Looking for my headset that I misplaced. Been that kind of day. Getting ready to fucking smoke a fatty. We were supposed to have uh, sonsanddaughters.org with us tonight. The fuck cancer people here in Michigan, but there was a misscheduling conflict. I thought it was today. I guess they were saying next Thursday. They were able to pop in tonight. That's fine. If not, then uh, maybe this will just be a quick sesh. Just smoke, check in. It's up to whoever pops in and chats with me tonight. You guys want to hang out? Maybe work in the garden with me? That's possible. Do that. Everybody knows this song. A little biscuit. Can't say fuck. Fuck's just a word, and it's all fucked up. Don't mind. Snails getting knocked out. Smoking a little more insane tonight. Probably the last night for that. Should have some pine valleys up and ready to smoke tomorrow. Along with some prime punch. UK. S-I-F-O-20. What's up? I'm glad you could make it. Looks like I might just be hanging out and smoking tonight. Maybe if uh, somebody wants to pop in, that could probably happen. As I was uh, talking to uh, Purple Thumb OG, we had a scheduling conflict with uh, Sons and Daughters. Pop in tonight. They may not. Uh, if not, then uh, it'll be next week. No hard feelings. Got much love for that organization. Hope they wouldn't have been invented by this music anyway. I probably wouldn't have started off by knowing I'd had a guest with uh, a biscuit. It is a little bit. I hope you guys had a wonderful day. Mine was a beautiful day outside, a little touch and go, but what the hell? These days and age, I call that a win. Bring me down. Maybe after the fatty, if you guys are interested, maybe we could uh, do some uh, garden work with me. Find my headset. Should be somewhere close. God damn, I hope so. Uh, do a little transplant, maybe. Nobody pops in. All good. Days today. Here we are, my fatty roller. Get into the transplant. We'll be uh probably transplanting the three gals into the Tim's. Okay. 
this day for you too. Got a lot done transplanting upgrades. Fucking upgrades are always, always awesome. What kind of upgrades you can uh, slap in there today, Purple Thumb? Just remember this back good old days when it used to be a family fit felony. I guess it really is still a family felony. Outdoor hash. Kind of smells like fucking uh fruity pebble. Wasn't my plant, so I'm not sure uh what the mix was exactly. Friend brought me some uh, dry trim from Ron Foreign. Think he's gonna be pretty happy with uh, what popped up. Rob shot, hell yeah! What's up? Hope you had a fucking great day. Yeah, close to sixty tomorrow. Fucking up here, man! It has been such. Such a blessing in northern this year. Man, I can actually see the ground. You know there's fucking uh, dirt under that snow? Holy shit. Usually, what's up, killer bees? Usually don't see that ground until fucking end of April. Sometimes on end of May. How old is Hermes? How old? I don't know. We haven't seen old man. Kind of just faded on us, but you know, I hope he's well. I really do. I like old man. He was a good meat. I wish I knew. I wish I could give you a good update on him. What were your upgrades? Talk to me. Killer B, roll it off. We're smoking. Smoking and maybe doing some gardening tonight. Well, tomorrow we will not be guestless. Tomorrow we will have a guest. Um, we'll be having a tea dog, the artist, very well respected in the cannabis industry for his work. Have a lot of uh, respect for tea dog. I like his well designs. I have one of his designs tattooed on my leg, of course. Man, I think I'm gonna have me some kombucha to start off with. I got some fucking crazy cotton bomb. A little bit of pure love. That's what I have for the canvas industry. Pure love. AC. Nice. Nine, nine hours. Always appreciate that drop shot. I uh, glad to have you guys in chat. Appreciate every one of you that pop in. You're a big part of this show. You met what makes this show worth doing. Oh, what the hell did I do with my lighter right here in my pocket? And I do have a lighter. Last night, my lighter died out halfway through the show. I'm fucking I ended up trying to fucking 
like my joint with a torch all night long. Well, Merc and a fatty. Yes, listen to some jams. What you guys doing? Hanging out in the garden? Smiley Gardens. What's up? Much respect to you, brother. Good thing I'm way home from the garden. Nice. Hope everything was doing well in the garden. About ready to flower, hopefully. Jill Carter, dropping in to say hi. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Well, we're just hanging out tonight, Jill. Miley, uh, Fuck Cancer was supposed to be with us. And uh, I guess we had a scheduling on Thursday, but I guess they meant next Thursday. So they'll be popping in next Thursday. Like I was just saying, T-Dog will be here tomorrow. That'll be some cool conversation. Find out his cannabis journey. And of course, uh, Saturday we have Liam Mass. Uh, he's a partner, so I've considered an icon in the uh, cannabis community. His gardens are always on point, and he's a huge, huge supporter of just everybody that uh, grows. Starting spring. Yeah, it got cold real quick. I was uh, washing some pots outside and I left them out there for a minute. I went out there, man, they were actually starting to ice over already. Oh, man, Ned, you snuck in and I didn't even see you. Hello, Ned, how are you doing tonight? Hope everybody's got something to smoke, staying out. We're gonna do some transplanting in a minute. <clears throat> Get choked down some of this fatty and talk with you guys in chat. Bring some kombucha. About as close to alcohol as I get. I used to drink, I ain't gonna lie, back in the days. Did a lot of drink. Drinking and weed, probably my biggest demons. I've always smoked uh, cannabis. And cool people watching, man. Uh, they might have reduced the temperature back down for tomorrow. I hope not. That's planned to try to get outside all day tomorrow. A little bit of yard breaking. Drop shot. Uh, hell yeah, ask me some questions. <laughs> While warming up in the seventh week of flower. Hell, man, leave going. <coughs> Flush it. Add something. I'm here in week seven. Flush it. Let her go. Let her fade. <sighs> Damn. Are you in Oakland, Jill? Well, I think I got a long lost brother in Oklahoma. Somebody like running around in Oklahoma looks like me. He might just be my brother. Oh. 
I like this. Nice. New country down there. I've been through there once. It was like a little bit of Eminem. I was there. Oh. That's a little bit of kick. Warm. Blood orange, hiccabus, and rose. It fucking keep you healthy right there. Well, we'll probably be working on uh, transplanting some of these girls off. Definitely this girl here. And definitely some of these all other tall girls around here. Dark beard on fire that back there. It looks like it's way too tall. Well, thank you for popping in, Purple Thumb. Even if it's for a few minutes, I appreciate it. That's for sure. None going on, much going on tonight. I don't blame you for popping out. Probably be a short one anyway. Oh, you working with Coco? Or it's chunky, chunky cocoa. I can't believe when I send my headphone. I guess I'll just turn the music off. I go start the transplant. That's Well, let's fucking just start fucking around with plants and talking. Somebody wants to jump in and chat, just hit me up. I'd like to eat one of you guys there. You want to talk some shit with me? Let me know. I'll shoot you some uh, numbers on Instagram. You want to well, man, I think I'm going to take a couple more puffs off this joint and uh, we'll start working our way through uh, some transplant. Rest, I didn't put enough ash. Uh, fucking stupid. I love it. Get high. Let my guard down. Giving you guys a chance to see the behind the scenes eagle, the real me. What you'd be like if you actually hung out with me. It's me running around on the roads. Can't wait to try. Oh, I guess we can play with this for a minute. Working on a little bit of uh, Eagle Vision. We're going to call her for you guys so I can show you shit. A little bit of uh, Pine Valleys. i get another butt up here for you guys. Should have let her go a little bit longer this run. 
Still hasn't been like trimmed, rough trimmed. Fucking. I love my herbs now, machine. It worked well. If you can get one, please use my fucking code. Eagle Gardens. Herbs now, forward slash promo, Eagle Gardens. There. A little bit of hash. Fresh froze there that's uh, kind of oxidized a bit. Feel fucking super tasty. Uh, I'm not for sure. You'd have to get on the website and check. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually checked, and I think he's lowered the price a little bit since the last time since uh, I looked, so I don't want to miss quote. Go ahead and uh, check out uh, Herbs Now. And uh, yeah, that Pine Bale is just good. I uh, knocked another quick smoke earlier. It was pretty good. I can see a little bit where he's talking about them. Uh, Maple syrup kind of flavor coming through on Fino 3. Still super tasty. Actually, I got uh, this is where you want to go right here for the earth now. I got my little card right here. Get you a little grow book and uh, free delivery. Use that code. Well, let's see which one of these ladies we want to work on, yeah. Oh, one. Oh, Well, shit, I'm gonna work on something. Why not work on some of my babies, huh? I'm gonna work on a uh, beautiful loser. I'm gonna work on something. We'll work on beautiful loser tonight. Go pot these girls. What's up, naughty Nikki? Fucking right. Weed nut for life. Abolish farms. Cheers, brother. How you doing tonight? And not too big a place. But, uh, try to make it work. There's a little more back that you don't see here. <laughs> Old veg wall. Yes, maple syrup. Yeah. I got some small buckler too. I haven't uh, dropped yet. Seen it was limited edition. I had to swipe that shit up. Nice. I can't wait to see it, buddy. Can't wait to see that, Bill. <laughs> Excuse me. Got into some of that ass. 
Hey, it's good tune right here. I fucking came on Merc and fucking that shit's some good music. I like fucking Merc. So even the fucking remixes, I think, are pretty decent. Uh, with a jelly roll. Okay. Yeah, so basically what I'll do if uh, I'm going to get into this, I'll be leave for a little bit and then a uh, transplanter. Depending on uh, how wet the medium is when I transplant it, I may let it sit overnight. In water and or if it's a little drier at first, and then I'll water it down tonight. Man, you guys have been pretty cool. This thing's been moving along all right. Pretty happy with it. We've had a couple stumbles, uh, miss schedule here or there, but can keep it rolling. keep it rolling. Still haven't uh, pinned down Danny Danko's date yet, but I'm sure you he is coming. Oh, yes. I forgot. Med Grower 1, I discussed with him. He will be joining us probably in about a week. Going to uh, do a special, a little bit earlier show just for Med Grower 1. Sometimes you gotta bend a little to get a little. And uh, I'm cool with that. I've always wanted to grow out the MMOs. Uh, the GG4 is good strain, but I'm just, I'm a little over it. You know, there's plenty of great strains with uh, GG in it. I'm good with that. Names of breeders come up with these days, definitely. And yeah, different. I, I definitely suggest that if you're looking for Gen X to uh, head over to Empire Breeding, <clears throat> our friends over there at Empire Breeding, uh, Primal Punch, and of course, uh, Empire's Gear, Dominatrix, and Lemon Lava Drops, and Sex Tape, and Married with Children, and Duct Tape. Got a bunch of fire over there as well as all meds gear. He's starting to house uh, some uh, younger breeders' efforts, but uh, all fire. So uh, if you're looking for some beans, head over to uh, Empire Breeding over there on Instagram. Fire Genetics for show. Fucking clutch. Have you guys heard this new clutch? Willie Nelson. Pretty good tune. Huge clutch fan. One of the bands, few bands I haven't been able to see, but I'd love to fucking see clutch. I can see that being a fucking just kick ass concert all the way through. It's a different, it's an interesting taste. 
nice buzz, kind of super laid back. But uh, again, I can't wait to, since got one hanging and one drying, I can't wait to see, do a side by side on this flavor test. It's been a whole year since, uh, since I hung dry. As soon as I got the machine, uh, after I was satisfied with it, I, like I said, I uh, started growing in my drying set. So this would be the first time in almost a year, well, better than a year, since uh, I stopped hanging drying. So I'll be able to give it a nice side-by-side, -side, same strain comparison. See if I am missing out on anything that ain't dry. Be interesting. Super happy with this here uh, beautiful loser. Everybody I've uh, passed it along to and let it cry out. Patience. All have loved it. Pretty happy with it. Definitely uh, keep it around and uh, pass it to a couple close friends. And uh, move on to something else. I think I'm going to start working uh, some of the older EGA strains. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not looking to pop any beans, but I will be hunting for some good phenos. Nutrient shootouts. What's up? How you doing tonight, brother? Nice. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not hating on anybody's method. You, uh, all growers love. I just don't have the room to dry. If I can, it's a uh, space saving thing for me, quite honestly. My fucking catch me in the bags of this fucking gun right here. Fucking doing my kicks. Oh, love this shot. Fucking, I haven't got to see fucking these guys either. Godsmack. I considered that Godsmack son at one point. I got a thing for skulls, skulls and sons. Got a thing for both. Right on. Well, they're supposed to, 2.0 is supposed to be out soon. Lava drops is fucking killer. I'm serious. If you like, uh, 11 lava drops was, uh, uh, it was right up the middle. It was more like a lemon pine saw. Fucking super great smoke. Yeah, that lemon is very addictive. Yeah, and the lemon pie, that does sound good. 
Let's fucking do a little deleting first, I guess. Yeah, step out. I'm gonna grab. Uh, I'm gonna do delete, and I'm gonna do. Put all right this second. Up some babies, some babies to a pot. Ones, little cups to ones, ones to threes, threes, and let me roll his weed. Please roll your weed. Let me I got finished up this part in the before. Oh, yeah. How's the vampire match? This shit's supposed to be fire. That's the only tight strain I have tried yet. How many times you guys felt like that right there? I don't want to go back home. I keep going home. Do this dirty. Uh, right over here to put my shit in. Alright, these girls been neglected for a few days. Alright, so um, something like this, baby girl. A couple of leads on it, I ain't gonna lie. Like I said, I've been busy. Slacking a little bit. <clears throat> when I upot something like this, I go through and strip her right down. All these big leaves, gone, 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 gone. Go in, clean everything out. Anything down by the dirt, I want to pinch that shit off. Anything close to the stem, I don't like anything close to the stem in uh, beginning growth. Smaller brains, of course, you can't help it. Like, uh, just fucking ugly. We not had nothing, guys. They are right up in there. See that? I want to get rid of anything right in there. Want a fucking nice clean zone for air to go up all the way. Clean up anything that don't look good. Anything, any of the leaves. That are uh, down low and big for sure. I don't like none like that. 
anything that's bigger than average beds, this thing is just going to supercharge, especially especially in the bed state. This thing's going to come back tenfold, going to uh, push those roots out tomorrow. There's all this shock right here, even more so if uh, you were topping. If you're topping during that transplant, you would uh, be sending all that uh, energy right back down to the root zone. Like I said, uh, A little better. Same here. I'm gonna clean up anything down low. Uh, I will leave later on these branches down low will 100% go. But since I don't do a lot of topping, I tend to uh, take my clones from the bottom. I always, always suggest this, especially in veg or in flower. If you can get in there and get that leaf out of that crotch, get that out of there. That branch is fine. It's up and growing big. Get it out of there. Same thing even up this high. Uh, let that light go. Let it down. Early in veg, I should have even numbered this one for you. So you can see it in a couple days what happens i'm gonna we'll set these set three aside so we can document it. how how these girls look in three days Big spin. Man, clean. Flip that. Last release here. One of my all-time favorite bands right here. Fucking Suicide Tendencies. I got a big old ST skull on the side of my leg. It's hard to did this Last year, uh, primal F2 fucking bananas. Violet banana. I hope he releases this out for you guys. You seem to be a little hesitant. But, uh, man, I'm telling you right now, you'd be happy. Because of the waste, the area she was in, she was kind of pinched for light. She went through a little, little bit of a rebed. Not bad. I even looked up in there. Michigan native, what's up? Everybody's watching me babble and play with my plants.
Again, I'll just leave these little stragglers, just get a little light. One of these be some balls, maybe. All right. All right, let's go figure, girl. Same thing. Gonna go ahead and delete these. Anywhere there's a branch meets that stock, gone. 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 Anything that's bigger than normal, gone. 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 Goes out. I got nothing beautiful to lose it. I don't need to leave any growth over here. Anything down here? These I'll leave these just in case, maybe for some clones later on. Anything other than that? I'm not worried about, you know, this will be gone, that'll be gone, so. Not worried about that. It's gone, gone, gone. Free. Anything I don't like the looks of right now, gone. This is my favorite part. Probably fucking take it out for that shit. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Anyways, back. Same thing. Anywhere the the meets the branch, gone. With gonna say. Let that light in there. Even how small it is, you'll believe. You won't believe how bad. Quick, they'll take back off. Yeah. Uh, this is how I act when I fucking ain't even on camera. I'll be sitting here doing this. Uh, 
Actually, I kind of even forget you even there. Guys, talk. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk to me. I'm happy to answer any questions. Anybody want to jump in? No. I'm going to leave these girls. These are, uh, I'll end up probably taking these and uh, taking these off. Taking them off, though. I want light because the next stage is still a little bit of edge. I want light to just scream down into that thing. What I'm doing right now, veg time, you gotta slow this girl down. I just did this girl a favor by putting, transferring all this big leaf energy right back into this little shit and letting it explode. That's what's going to happen next. That's going to be the next phase. This is nice. This is what I was going to do anyway tonight. So if you guys are fucking happy talking shit with me, hanging out while I do this, let's get medicated. Sometimes, man, the leaf might just be ugly. It might just be the spot, and this instinctively might be taking it because the the leaves ugly. 
Of course, spin her a couple of times and sit there and look at her from one direction. Spin it, take a look at it. That's kind of a small one right there. See that, that little growth right there? Not even worry about that, gone. That's gonna come back. Gonna shoot right off. In there, I don't want to even worry about it. More worried about in beds right now. I'm more worried about aeration, light penetration. Into that undergrowth so it can spring up. Can move this ground. My opinion, this heavier, bigger leaf compared to that, this is just each so. This might be a good solar panel catching a lot, but it's also just eating on tons of it. Bam! Three beautiful Lugos here ready to go. After. Out the window. Most more of this joint. I'm fucking. You guys want to fucking hang out. You guys still there? Talk to me. Smoke, dab. If you have it, dab it. To be honest, I think I'm going to do both here in a second. Got a little bit of something to dab right there. Take a couple hits of this Friday. Hit this kombucha. Good stuff. Takes a minute to get used to that kombucha, but man, I'm telling you what, it won't take you long to uh, body. Thank you. Take a look at these uh, big girls over here. Let me shut this little see a little better over there. HPS 10 back there. Came back camera up tonight, but can see these are uh, a good size girls. Doctor. That's a uh, 2K of HBS there.
back to HBS. I don't blame you. But I, I'm, I HBS, it's either HBS or a good, uh, good fucking uh, LED. I'm, I love my LED, especially the Lomax that I'm running right now, the 630 bar type systems. I think it's fucking kicking ass and has kicked ass. Uh, if I could, uh, if I had the cheese to replace all of this with those, I think I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd have to start heating my house, though. That's fucking great off. I heat my house with this shit right here. It's no lie. All this heat from all these tents goes through charcoal filters, several charcoal filters, into my cold air return right before my heater, through uh, some uh, number 10 filters, and then uh, blasted through my, my house. The, like, if you think about it, that's four eating viewers right there kicking. Works just fine, and if I ain't need anything after that, I just had a little fire. Keeps this house warm. That's a good strain right there. You're looking for a high immersion strain. Definitely uh doctor. All right, we uh push chair out of the way. I get everything in the front right here so you guys ain't looking at my ass or back while I work. I'm gonna have to fill this uh nothing but the truth. Using uh, straight up nursery pots, not the air pots this round or most rounds. I love my air pots, but I just get tired of washing them for so much. Easier. All right, gotta take that dab. One quick day before we drag out the cocoa. Man, so cool. Rest in peace, brother. Miss you. Hope you're in a great place. I hope you can breathe well. I hope you're uh, help guiding somebody's hand in some fucking dank as they chuck that pile on, shake them branches. I know you're out there guiding somebody's hand in their garden. The world's gonna miss you, brother.
Weed nerd TV. Oh, that hit escape so I can find you guys again. Hey, Doctor Who, be cool. Alright, in that container, we have used cocoa. From the last runs of freshly harvested plants that has been knocked off and the main carcass and new ball has been pulled out, there are some, you know, roots in there. I'm not terribly worried about that. Micros and whatnot will take care of that. Food! It's food! It's food! And round two! We have fresh new cocoa. New cocoa. Mixing it 50-50. Well, let me uh, reap drop shop. Eagle or anyone out there, multiple growth types at the same time, like DWC, Rockwell, Coco. No, that'd probably be your best bet for something like that. It would be uh, my man in chat here, uh, Nutrient Shootouts. I change uh, nutrients, but uh, what I've set in my cocoa ways, I've done, uh, made my. Uh, Medium journeys, done uh, soil, dirt, dirt, soil, cocoa, pro mix, mixes of cocoa, cocoa perlite. These days, it's just this, uh, you can see that shit, almost looks like something you fucking ask your uh, tree surgeon for. No need perlite. In fact, uh, even if you are running uh, something like the, the Mendo local, like Polish Gardens there, uh, runs in his systems, I kind of suggest uh, mixing this grow it cocoa in there to instead of some kind of perlite. Perlite uh, breaks down. When it does break down, it breaks into, especially in your yard, if you're going to put it in your yard, which most of us end up chucking that shit around. But when it starts breaking down in your yard, it breaks down into a fine powder. And in time, it actually acts like a barrier, which uh, when it rains, man, it takes a minute. It'll actually puddle up on top and refuse, uh, refuse it to go down, water to penetrate. Yard, so you get bad puddling around your yard. So something to think about. Uh, I took chunky cocoa every time I since I've switched. Uh, I've loved it. Uh, let me grab a pack. I'll show you which kind it is. I would have had this uh, a little bit more set up for you guys, but again. I kind of thought I was going to have a guest tonight, so I just kind of fucking winging it just to fucking hang out and uh, have some time for you guys. This here is what I'm using is uh, the Growing Cocoa from General Hydroponics. 
Uh, this is uh, two cubic feet here. Uh, it's super, super chunky. Mix this with, uh, this is my recipe when I mix this. It's already been uh, buffered, so uh, you don't have to buffer it with CalMag or anything like that. It already has been charged with uh, calcium and magnesium, and uh, it does have some uh, micros in it, but not much. If I were to use this, probably from the get, uh, I was mixing this when I'm in a starter mix. I was mixing this with, uh, they have uh, this and they sell uh, the same type of grow it, but it's more of a, a cocoa core. It's really finer with lighter, lighter chips. Uh, that's what I was using. But uh, this last few runs, after uh, hearing uh, Mr. Bollis uh, talk about how much he loved Mendo Loco, which is uh, some cocoa with uh, some worm castings and some mycos, a bunch of good stuff in it. A little bit of perlite, and unfortunately, it did have perlite in it. Yeah, but uh, you need a little bit of something in there. I like a little bit of something in there, a little finer something to help retain. And uh, so I started mixing it with that instead of the cocoa finer stuff. So, uh, You'll see in these pots here when we pull them out that uh, they're in layers. I did that process layers instead of mixing them two like I normally would. I would normally mix the other under one, mixed it finely in the tub, then do my transplants. Uh, sorry, if you haven't been able to hear me, I thought I turned the music off. But uh, usually I mix that one to one and uh, mix it up, but in this process, it was the Coco Loco and this in layers. And it, I was uh, amazed to see what I found out because food uh, zones were definitely happy in the Mendo Loco. The process goes quick. Uh, I like to put my new cocoa in the bottom because it's super, super chunky. And I just, I like that uh, nice aeration in the bottom. So uh, I go ahead and uh, fill that pot up. And these nursery pots, uh, you can see a line in there. Just above the weep holes around the pot. I like to fill this up, fill the pot up to uh, out there with the chunky chunky cocoa. Again, if uh, this were a fresh batch, uh, I would just mix it all up. Not matter. This is a uh, use. So fill that up to about there with some new. So there's no problem with uh, aeration or you know uh, a bunch of fine cocoa sitting on the bottom and kind of a wet wet feet you know, type thing on the bottom. I like the moose fry. So now we're gonna add in uh, some of this here new uh, stuff. Put in about an inch and a half of that. I'm gonna uh, take my, my uh, shovel and I'm gonna give that quick mix around. 
cannon. Kind of mix them up real good. Wouldn't hurt to mix these two together in a bigger tub and just flip it real good and probably eliminate this whole process. I'm going to take this to your pot, set it in there. You've probably seen this method about 3,000 times. I learned this originally from uh, Mr. Tight. Homegrown. Missed his videos. They were awesome. They taught so many of us. This is fresh cocoa. How to, uh, how to grow. I'm going to switch over to the older cocoa. Put a couple inches in each. Put my hands in there and kind of mix it around. Mix it up. Hot nice in there. I'm going to top it off with a, a new chunky, chunky cocoa. Look, just push, and I don't want to pack that down. Push, kind of fluff that up. Of course, I grab this girl. I grab it right tight to the base because I don't want to lose as much as the top as I can. I want to retain as much of the top as I can. Of course, I'm going to lose some sides, but that's what it is. So, go ahead and just put her over. Give her one good shake and yank that bottom. Yeah, nice roots on there. Nice white, healthy roots. See if I get to the bottom here. Don't wanna, that's past time for me. I don't even like that. So we're gonna just go ahead and uh, it now would be the time if you do use mycos and assos to sprinkle them in that hole because you want to make sure they penetrate the root ball or you know touch your roots. Now's a good time to add those. I actually like to water mine in uh, during the transplant. That way I know everything's getting into the root ball and everything's getting you know healthy. Sink her in there a little bit. Top her off a little more cocoa. There you have it. We have one uh, beautiful loser ready for uh, transplant or uh, ready for about a week of. Uh, Veg, maybe a week and a half tops, and uh, should we flip?
right. I ain't gonna put you guys through that shit. Fucking, you seen one, you seen ten. I got plenty of that to do later. I ain't gonna bother you with, uh, bother you with, uh, fucking watching me do all that shit. So, yeah. Who's left out there? I see seven. Seven dedicated badasses. I can only see seven, but uh, and don't tell me who's there. Nutrients just spoke up, so he's obviously still there. Oh, damn, it's hot in here. Not quite ready for the, uh, the shift. The fucking weather shift yet here in Michigan. Yeah. yeah, you like the easy spot pots? I don't have bad, I, you know, I, I, all right, uh, Smiley, let me ask you that. Uh, I don't know if you're still traveling and listening or if you're able to uh, just watch what happened there. But uh, how easy would the easy pause be in this method. Method? Would you still be able to do something like this? It seems like it'd be hard to. Uh, I guess you could still set the pot in there, and then uh, pull the easy swap out and snap her open and slam it in there, right? What do you think, uh, Smiley? Jump in, Smiley. You home and in the garden, fucking. Want pop on? You want to fucking jump in and talk shit, Smiley? I've never had a chance to meet you or converse with you, but uh, you want to jump on that slide, do the numbers. Yeah? All right. Check your DM, buddy. I'm going to fucking hit you up under the Eagle Gardens one. Sorry for the dead air, buddy. Fucking gonna hit it up, uh, Smiley's Gardens there. Let him jump in. Elliot, fucking good evening, brother. KGB001, cheers. Hope you guys had a fucking great day. Go, bud. I'll fucking jump in. There's the numbers. Man, uh, I hope you had a great day, Elliot. KG, where are you uh, coming from there? 
KGB 000. That's a lot of fucking zeros. One. I had a decent day. Beautiful day here in Michigan. Nice. Just got done doing a little transplanting. You guys just missed it. Had a little uh, scheduling conflict with our guest tonight. And uh, got a little dead air, so I thought I'd do a little garden work tonight. Smoke some weed. Had a few of you cool motherfuckers that uh, decided to stay and talk. And I want to make this very clear. If you haven't figured out by the title of the show, if you ever hear me call somebody a fucker, it's a very much a term of uh, endearment. What's up, Smiley? How you doing? Nice to meet you. you turn this music off. Yeah, you gotta shut your thing down so don't flip back. Doing good, man. I'm just getting home from work, so I didn't know you worked out overnights either. My lights are on at night too, so. Hell yeah, it's the best way to work. Plus, you for me, it's a uh, that nice uh, time away from uh, the family. You get to hang on. Uh, Everybody sleep in, you get that quiet time to yourself, and uh, works. Yeah, it does. It's good. And then you're, I'm home too, so like I have kids. Mine are teenagers, but you know, what I mean, I'm around after school and all that shit when they get home. Oh, yeah, mine are grown. I have one teenager left. The others are, uh, God, I don't even want to say, should I say this shit on the air? I have one that's 24. I got one that's 20. And I have one that's uh, things to uh, all girls. 17 and an 18 year old girls, both girls. And, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't oh, you yeah. think that shit was going to be easy? Did you <laughs> not think when you. Girls, yeah, look, this is gonna be a breeze. All dolls, they're gonna keep the room clean. Yeah, didn't work out that way, did it? Girls were easy, they were fun. They're fun, man, when they're little toddlers and shit, you know what I mean? Little princess, a little princess, but fuck no, man. They hit teenager, and it's like, holy shit, who is this kid? <laughs> was it was it just me, or when they hit that age, you're kind of like, what dad do? I was your best friend. Now, you know, thir- they hit that like 13. They're like, hey, fuck you, dad. You ain't even cool anymore. What? And you're like, we hung out. We're cool. Yeah. Well, I yeah. went through a divorce when they were eight and nine. So a number of years ago now, but that was like right prime age when they were clinging to mom. And she was kind of playing that a little bit. So I was like, I told her early on, I said, they're going to be teenagers. And you know what happens to daughters. They freaking battle with their mom when they're teenagers. So it's like, enjoy it now. Because about two, three years from now, they're going to flip on you. <laughs> yeah, they might they, they had that little period. And then they came back. They're back to dad's girls again. Thank God. I was close with all of them. Yeah, I'm yeah. A- Shit, man, I'm a grandpa already, so. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I'm i not there yet, but uh, I know a lot of relatives that, uh, I think I'm the one, only one that isn't a grandpa. Yeah. No, I love it, man. Yeah, I, got- I love the shit out of it. My grandson's freaking awesome. He's, he's the cutest thing ever. He's such a happy little dude. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to when he's running around. We can go fish and do some cool shit, you know. 
it's a pretty badass ocean growing poster you got in the background. I have the same one right up here on my wall. Did you grow the fader? No, I didn't. But uh, I happened to—I was hanging out with them one year at the cup, and they were giving those away at the booth. And I had uh, everybody sign it for me, and back uh, oh, cool. that up on the wall. Yeah, it was a good cup, man. They let me fucking hang out with them the whole time with them in the booth, and uh, you know, it was one of those years where I met grower and tight and everybody. So we you know, hung out and all fatties. Good cup. Yeah, I'm afraid game. that that time may be over, man. I'm so so afraid that time might be over. Oh, like no more events and shit. Yeah, yeah. I could see some. I mean, it's it, to me, it's kind of like a 9/11 event where like the fucking world changed and it's never gonna be back totally to the way it was. It's just gonna be, you know, like right now we're at this extreme, you know, and they'll dial it halfway back to where it was. It's kind of like what happened with 9-11 all the planes fucking shut down you couldn't get on you couldn't travel you know what i mean like for two weeks and then they kind of slowly but now you still got hours of waiting for get through screening and you know what i mean it's just going to be the next added thing for travel and all that shit man you know smiley uh i like you <laughs> would like, you just i just said that shit same same thing today uh pretty fucking similar and yeah i believe it, it is things you know we just everybody will be a germaphobe from now on i mean today i was out for the first time in a few days and it was the probably the best day i've had out since all this shit really started people seemed to relax a little bit but it was still like really weird they had put up like sneeze guards at, in front of like all the tellers at uh, the grocery store. I mean, every teller's got like a sneeze guard in front of it, and it is crazy. I've seen things in Walmart today that uh, in the frozen fruit section that said that the doors were actually taped shut, and it said these are non essential items. You can't buy these. The one that's getting me is like you go to hand somebody cash for something, and they look at you like you're fucking trying to. Yes. You're like yeah. you're trying to kill him because you're handing him cash. It's like, dude, chill, man. Like, chill. <laughs> I don't know. It's it sucks because you know, like, like we. I was talking about this with a buddy. Like, like you can't shut the whole fucking economy down. You just can't. Like, it, there's zero way that it's even possible to shut that down. Like, there's certain things that have to function. You know what I mean? People have to be able to get access to groceries, like shit, like that. You just. It's you want to uh, show my thoughts why that this similarity scares me the most is uh, the reason why the similarities uh, scare me the most is what happened after 9-11? What happened here in America? Oh, it's a police state. <laughs> yes, sir. Everybody, uh, everybody screamed, help me, help me. I want to be safe. I want to be safe. They passed the Patriot Act. Now I'm getting that. I do get political like I never said. No, fear drives no. everything. Fear drives their control. So they smacked that Patriot Act on us and we turned around and gave up tons and tons of our rights. Now we're uh, facing a similar event in humanity where it's got everybody pegged with fear. And a lot of it, I feel, uh, 
they're they're packing the numbers a little bit, kind of a scare tactic. But uh, I fear once this event subsides, it's going to be the similar type thing to where they're, uh, you know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid we've all something has to be done. Something has to be done. And I'm afraid of that type of uh, what may come next in that type of situation. Well, because they're already kind of building it too. Like, you know, I mean, if you don't comply, then you're kind of almost like a terrorist. You know what I mean? So, like, and I'm not, yeah. and I'm not saying people shouldn't comply. I'm definitely trying to stay safe and stay away. From, you know, I don't want to be a vector for making my family sick, and I don't want to be getting sick. And you know what I mean? So, I definitely there's some things to be smart about, but it's. It seems like a, an awful uh, lot of boxes being checked for a pandemic versus a pandemic. So, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theory. As far as the uh, easy swap pot, though, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that thing. They sent us. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they number them as a one or if that's actually a half. But to me, I use number one smart pot typically. So they're a circle, and I do like the fact that they're a square like that because then they fit in a tray or in a roll. It seems like a lot nicer to me. And, yeah, man, the buttons. And uh, so basically, like, to me, the difference was uh, that I wouldn't have to necessarily, like, peel. So I always kind of peel, break the sides of wave from the smart pot because the roots grow through that material. And then I'm tipping it upside down and trying to knock it off from the bottom where the roots are through is always the toughest part. And that's where I'm kind of struggling to get that thing slid around the root ball where with that easy swap. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty nice to just unbutton that, you know, you can work your hand underneath it. You can support the whole root ball and everything. And, you know, you got your hole right there, ready to go. You just drop it in and it's, was rocking and rolling. I, I thought it was pretty clean. No. Idea, man. It's really slick. Do you use the easy pot system can, with the consecutive pots up? So, like, are you half pot, you know, half gallon, you go up to say a three and maybe up to the next size easy pot? Or where do you tap out in the easy? Um, well, I just got them with the uh, the grow off, so they sent us two little ones with the grow off. So that's been my first experience with them. But but yeah, man, I give them I give them some props. I was pretty impressed with it. Um, I, like I said, they're a little small for how I work, so I go in a number one, and I do have some number twos, but in a smart pot, they're pretty similar. But um, but that's where that's where my clones get transplanted, and they hang out there probably you know tell their teenagers a good you know knee high 18 inches high or whatever and uh and then i just do it all based on rotation so my room is um i have just one flower room and i fill it and then it flowers out and then i so i'm always two months to nine eight nine weeks to veg in the next round and then veg in the the transplants but so from the ones I go into number tens, and then that's where they stay the rest of their life. So not many transplants in, in the no-till stuff. Right, right, yeah, you kind of purpose there. <clears throat> um, it's, you know, gotta let everything get in there and age and work and yeah, don't imagine. 
And uh, yeah. for grow off, I'm running these uh, grow boxes. I don't know if you ever seen them before. They're sub irrigated. Spartan runs one. Um, the Sips yeah. container, kind of pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like plastic, and they got the tube running into the bottom. So I've run those a few times in the past. And uh, and man, as far as uh, as far as like taste, flavor, and and quality, bud, I I don't know. It's pretty hard to beat a probiotic setup like that. So uh, the only thing I didn't really rock it out for the rest of the room was uh, I, I didn't really see where the yield was going to come. Like I could get a little bigger plant in some of the other pots. I don't know. It's it's not really a lot smaller than a number ten, but it just seemed like it didn't want to hold the the taller plant the same. And because the earth box that I have is kind of like rectangle and it's and it's almost shallow and wide versus like tall and skinny you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it seemed like once the plant got real tall it, it was like just almost uprooting itself and falling over it really needed a lot of support so more than I'm used to anyway yeah I don't mind the uh in my experience throughout my years, I that stress myself, them kind of folding over a little bit. That's always been a good thing. I've always found it kind of pushes the, the THC production and stress throughout. Uh, a lot of times, if you see, if I were, could open up my LED tent back there, you can see that I've supported them, you know, roughly throughout the mid flower phase, but they're actually kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> they're fl- they're actually collapsed on themselves right now, and they don't bother me at all as long as you know it's not so bad to where there's no aeration getting through there. That stress is uh, kind of triggering something in the plant that says you know for THC production they actually make some buds just kind of in my again in my experience yeah. uh, just yeah. Uh, we talked about that a little bit in the frugal force too, like, uh, you know, just even any kind of a stress, even a little bit of like, like a bug pressure or something that, you know, it's not out of control, but it's there and the plants responding to it is going to have some kind of effect on the end bud, you know, whether that's a good one or not, but it's, it's still a change, you know what I mean? It's still a change in that environment and the, and the plants responding in its genetic way that it's programmed, you know? So, so that's just pretty cool, but I'm not advocating to, you know, we were saying that too. We're not saying go fucking throw spider mites in and flower or some shit, but, you know, like in wine, they'll introduce powdery mildew to the grapes at a certain point because it changes the um, the carbohydrate chain that the sugar that it's making inside the grape. And it's like a, it's like a, um, a different quality wine that it produces from that because of the um, this chemical profile that the plant's producing in response to that powdery mildew. So that's kind of, I don't know, some of, them, some of that shit blows my mind, man, just how these plants can do that shit, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I just started recently. Uh, I've been a weed nerd for a long time and, uh, of course, sucked in as much weed knowledge as I can. But lately, I feel like, eh, you know what I need to do is, like, just start from the beginning. And I want to, like, you know, 
it's all nutrients and it's all the basics, ups and downs and stuff. So why not learn how everything works? And once you kind of, you know, get the basics of how basic botany is going on and uh, figure out how everything applies in, you know, in different regions, how the plant can react in different regions, you know what I mean? Botany is a crazy uh, science. So I've actually been uh, reading a bunch of botany books lately and really intriguing and how you can apply different plants, you know, what's going on with different plants to the canvas plant. It's really interesting. Anybody uh, who's done a lot of uh, cannabis research, it doesn't hurt to go uh, back and uh, I mean, you know, learn a bit about every plant and see how you can relate that knowledge. Yeah. Dude, I, I listened to that um, Advancing Eco Agriculture. I mean, that's a an agricultural podcast half the time he's talking about cherry trees and apple trees you know what i'm saying like he's talking about agricultural crops of wheat grain and all that but you know the similarities are still there you know and it's, it doesn't have to be correlated with a, plant, a tomato plant for example but you know a cherry or an apple tree still sets a flower it still fills a fruit you know what i mean it still has a budding pollination phase. There's certain similarities between the plants and their cycles. So, I mean, you can always, pick, I always pick something up from that. That blows my mind because these guys are doing it on, on such a large scale. You know, I mean, they're doing hundred acres or, or different plots and they, and they can talk about how they do a foliar spray with a, you know, like a manganese or whatever. And, it, and the responses they're seeing in the plant and it just, to me, that's how I've been learning a lot of different knowledge, I should say. Because, I mean, like the you know the YouTube thing, you can YouTube educate yourself. Yeah, for I mean, I've been doing that for years too. You know, and it's like the eventually you kind of like get to a point where you just start. It all clicks, and then it's all like it's almost like you hear the same information all the time, almost because yeah. up until then it was new information, but then it's like once it clicks in your head, it's it's not new information anymore. So then every time you hear it, it's the same to you. Well, so that's, sort of we had that, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off smiling, oh, but, yeah, you're right. but in my opinion, that's a, one of the best ways to learn. Uh, there was a question on the bro show uh, last week, how everybody got their information and how they valued that source and everything. And uh, I, I didn't get a chance. Everybody answered, and it ran long, and I didn't answer that question. But my answer to that question, I answered on the show the other night, is to just take as much of it in as you can. And, uh, you know, don't hold anybody's one uh, sermon <laughs> truth. You know what I mean? Uh, take it all in and uh, line them facts. You know what I mean? Eventually, as you take in them, not the knowledge from everybody, you know, and taking the mail notes in your head, facts are going to align. You know what I mean? You're going to find a common line of truths and that uh, common line of truths across all these videos you're watching should be your path. You know what I mean? Uh, so take in that information from everywhere and then find them lines and go with that. Don't hold any one as like a, cannabis leader or whatever watch all them videos find them lines yourself and you know your own methods and how they apply to your environment and, you know am i you know am i speaking right here you know uh, 
it's kind of with it. My best yeah. advice to a new grower would be that, you know, your quality and your weight is not going to be found at the grow store. It's going to necessarily, it's going to be found in having a proper environment for them. And, and then the biggest uh, tip, this isn't mine. I just heard it the other day, but I thought it was perfect is that uh, the key to gardening is a discipline to consistency. So, you know, making sure that everything's as consistent as possible is kind of the, one of the keys. I, I think I that's the that. key than them having, a, you know, a, the next great additive to finish or then, you know, what I mean, just it seems like, like I've been, I've been growing or I'm not growing, but I've been selling cannabis since I was in, you know, my teen years. So, uh, and I always had a, um, ever since I realized there were seeds in the bag, you know what I mean? He had to sort those out or whatever. And then I'm like, wait, these fuckers will grow. And then ever since then, I was about 16 and I was intrigued by it. So I was always throwing seeds around, but, but then you start looking for the better weed once, you know, like you run into that one dude and he hands you, you see hydro for the first time. You know what I mean? That's what it was back in the days, hydro or whatever. And it was fucking bright ass green frosty nice bud small taste good and then you want that all the time but back in the prohibition day it was like you had to know the right people you had to know and uh yeah just through a crazy chain of events i got to know um a couple of growers and uh so i i kind of had the hookup on on the really probably the highest quality weed that i knew of around and, and that kind of propelled me into talking to these guys often enough so i mean this old guy was one of the best still one of the best weeds i've smoked and maybe it was because you know he he was like pop my cherry on the on the high-end quality weed or whatever but um i mean he was just growing with three bottles i don't even know that there was a name on him to me i thought it was like freaking laundry detergent or something but it was like an orange fucking bottle a green bottle and a purple bottle and he just had these ratios he mixed those three and i'm assuming it's probably even along the same line as like the jacks three two one guys are doing now or whatever but you know this is 20 years ago and then, yeah that was how he was running and growing the kill wheat and <laughs> so so i don't think it's as much as about you know what nutrient line you're running or what additive you have i think there's more into it about the care you take with the plant and the environment that you're providing the plant yeah, I agree. You just laid down a great point, 100%. I agree, 100%. Unless you have uh, a normal environment, you don't know what the hell is going on. You know, if you're playing, if something goes wrong, you have no way of knowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're constantly swiping up nutrients and whatnot, it's a roller coaster. You're never going to have control of your garden at that point. You have to have that normalcy and bring in things a little at a time and be able to know uh, what's thing, what's affecting, you know, things in a good way or in a bad way. But you'll never know that unless your environment's constant. You're doing the same thing repetitiously. And uh, unless you're doing that, uh, you could, you find yourself quickly chasing problems your whole growth. Find that 100% great tip. Out there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just, I do some consulting or I did and um, still do some, I guess, but like some of the new growers and initially we had a lot of more new growers we were talking with, but you know, like, like that was just the biggest thing I saw is they just, you know, it's like, and I remember doing it myself when I started growing. It's like, you think you hear some, something said about a certain additive or whatever oh you know even if it's a buddy or whatnot and then it's right away you think there's this magical thing you're gonna pour it in you know what i mean candy man whatever and it's gonna make it frosty and and it just you know it doesn't work that way having a healthy plant is what really makes quality bud and quality trichomes and a good nice for me, I'll, I find uh, for the sugars and the flavors is, uh, and if it, for a nice blood fattener is a constant uh, supply of molasses. You know, not a heavy supply, but a constant supply of molasses throughout the whole flower phase. And I actually like to give it, uh, you know, right, I'll, I'll go, because oh, I'm not, I don't want a no-till or, you know, a straight, uh, Super soil guy myself. I'm cocoa and uh, nutrient salts right now, and so I'll go half strength all all throughout. And then if I'm doing like an eight week grain, I'll start to reduce my uh, feeding to about a full strength then, and then uh, for about a week. And then that seventh week, I'll probably go down to uh, just water and some molasses, and then. Uh, for about a half week, couple waters, and then just a couple waters on top of that. And that for me is always, you know, nice sugary buds. It's uh, nice fat buds. I don't, I've never felt like I have to go that extra mile and dump something else on there. Um, no, um, I think to look at like, so like the reasoning into why you would add the molasses, you know, so then my mind always thinks to, well, what other, I like diversity, you know. And I think um, molasses is so cheap and that, and it's so readily used. I'm not talking against it. I'm just saying that there are other sugar sources. There are other ways you can accomplish it. But I was well, awesome. Tell me about it. Tell yeah, me some of in a nectar, nectar for the Gods at, a, um, I think it's, it's Persephone's palate is what it was called. or is called, but it's, uh, it was originally called a calcium syrup. But it's basically a, it's a carbohydrate source, and it's a shorter car, uh, carbon chain than than molasses. But it's a calcium sulfate, and it's a saponin. So it's kind of like you know, like as a, not as necessarily like a total replacement for molasses, but maybe switch it in and out. You're going to get some of that sulfate that the plant wants for terpene type production and you're going to get an extra calcium source without the magnesium you know what i'm saying so it's kind of a different option that maybe would help in the cocoa too i don't know um they make aphrodites too which is their really uh finishing sugar i guess and that one's pretty kind of expensive but um but yeah it's definitely oh, so what grossly is like the the guy something like that run i mean all right now let me ask you before you answer that i want to uh i want to ask you this because i was running like unsulfured like mothers and i recently switched uh went from there to a restaurant gordon's food to like a gallon type mix 
molasses because it was cheaper. Yeah, like seventeen bucks from four bucks from the you know the pint to seventeen bucks for the gallon. And then I recently I was at uh, Tractor Trailer Supply and I was uh, I picked some up there in the rack uh, section. Uh, it was uh, like a food grade for like beer. Now, uh, do you see any? Uh, it was a lot cheaper too. It was like seven bucks again. There ain't gonna. Is there any negative? Am I missing something there? Is it uh, not as filtered as well, or uh, can you tell me? Because you seem like uh, I would think no-till you find more. You said it's a molasses still. Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. No, it's a, in a gallon. This is it right here. If it's like for the deer lick, the only thing you want to watch is they'll put sodium in those because the deer will like the salt. So some right. of those, some of those, like I just seen the deer on there, but I've seen them where they're like a molasses mix, but it's like a deer lick for hunters. So they put it out so the deer come into their big pile or whatever. And uh, well, I don't want to embarrass myself here, but uh, it says uh, molasses and pro. Proponic acid as a preservative. And then it says uh, total sugar is 43%. Moisture, I'm guessing, is water, 27%. And it says bricks max, 82% is what it says as far as uh, guaranteed analysis and uh, ingredients. Yeah, and, uh, that, that was a uh, seven fifty tractor trailers. Yeah, that's probably a deer salt lake one. Um, I got one here too, similar. And I was, I bought it just it was like seven bucks, and then I wanted, I was reading it more at home, and there was, so it's different. There's like stuff they mix with it. At least the one I got had stuff mixed in it, and I didn't use it on the plant, so I can't give you advice on that. But I mean it. Some of that stuff's not always like. I would rather see you use something along the lines of, uh, I mean, shit. You can buy powdered agave nectar for seven bucks, a bag of that, and it'll last you forever. You just use a little touch of it every time, anyway. It's a good sugar source and sapping in and all that too. So, yeah, we were talking about this on the frugal force too. Like, so. Like that was the thing though, like everybody thinks sugar source and, and uh and there was a talk on um advancing eco agriculture where there was I mean the the these are doc I mean these are people that are you know got all the wallpaper in it and all that shit too but and they study it but but she was making the point that you're applying uh you know a fast food source to a certain group of microbes. So a continual application of that can actually cause you know a large bloom of those to happen and and those microbes still need nitrogen potassium phosphorus calcium they still need all that stuff to grow their bodies their structure so they're they're basically as you're growing that herd of bacteria so to speak with that fast food that they can consume faster than other microbes or whatever but that they can actually start to rob nutrients from everything else, even the plant, you know what I mean? So 
it's kind of one of them things where the plant forms the relationship with those by the sugars it's releasing and it's exudates and you're just kind of coming in on the side giving them fast food so to speak you know what i mean but it's not a it's not a food source they have to work for it's a free sugar that's free energy source for them so yeah it was kind of it was kind of interesting and and uh and it kind of dawned on me too for like the way i do i top dress and you know water in so what i'm top dressing is basically adjusting that microbial colony as well because if i'm putting in a lot of nitrogen i'm going to have a bloom of those nitrogen ones that are consuming that the most you know or i put in calcium i'm going to i'm going to start to foster ones that can break down calcium so it's it's kind of i don't know that was just the light bulb moment for me on that was like oh yeah you know like these guys always talk about that with uh, insect grass too, because you're bringing in the chitin bacteria that breaks down chitin, and they do that by making chitinase, you know, the, the enzyme. So, yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to take a, I, you know, I've got a basic, you know, real good understanding how microbes plants work. I'm going to have to take a, I'm, Crash course in the teaming with micros there. Uh, the whole series, I'm gonna, I told myself I'm going to read that shit twice. Uh, for an episode you might be interested in here coming up uh, probably about a month. We keep this going, rolling, everything going. He's already kind of said he'd be here, so uh, I just got to keep the shit going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lowenfeld said he'd come on an uh, episode sure. in that. Yeah, yes, sir. So he'll be on in about a month. So it's going to be, I've got a bunch of cool people coming on, actually. Mad uh, Grover One will be here. Broly will, is coming on. Danny Danko is coming on to talk some shit with me. And uh, tomorrow night, I'll have uh, T-Dog, the artist, will be here and talk some shit with me. And uh, Liam Mass will be here Saturday to talk shit with me. Spartan Grown Monday. I guess I got to sneak you on tonight. Yeah, that's it, man. That's cool. Uh, some uh, good content. I'll be make sure to point out that you were able to jump on tonight, if you don't mind. Uh, the bonus uh, drop-in from Smiley's Garden. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in, man. It's awesome fucking talking to you. So what do yeah, you got going in the garden? Right? What's ready to flower right now? What's flowering right now? Tell me what you got going there. Well, I so I do some pheno hunting at home, and then... Uh, and then I do have a, another location that kind of runs more of the production side. But so, yeah, out there, it's it's been looking really beautiful, actually. So I kind of been just blown away by how gorgeous they are. But I got some new LED lights out there, too. But as far as cultivars, um, I have Blue Line Pie from Sin City Seed. And, uh, and I'm a pretty big fan of them. Uh, just everything I've cracked from there has just been super fire. And then uh, Rascalberry is the other one I have from them. And those are probably one of my top two cultivars right now, at least in demand. So I don't know. They're really unique flavors and they're, uh, yeah, they're pretty, they both come in at like 26% THC. So they're pretty strong there. Um, I got a Gorilla Glue that's supposed to be. Josie Wales cut or whatever. Um, so I'm curious to see how that 
see when I meet you guys if uh, if you bring some gorilla glue along. So I'm curious if it's similar or what. But, um, purple punch, oh, gelato. But yeah, right now I'm kind of excited about some of the some of the pheno hunts I got. Uh, um, grape Stomper OG crossed by Perp, which is from Sunken Treasure Seed, and that's uh, Stomp Perp is what he named it. Just it, that there's two phenos I got going right now, and there's uh, definitely some grape smells going. So I'm hoping that'll uh, that'll hold through yeah. the years. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we met at uh, Beautiful City, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I smoked some of your taco flavored whatever. <laughs> oh, that was the insane shit. That was yeah. uh, the first, first insane. Uh, I'm still not happy with that. It's just it's on its way out. That thing grew out of control. I had one, uh, actually, I had three of them that I flipped. They were, you know, this big when I flipped them and they turned out to be like eight feet tall. They grew up, hit the top of the tent and bent, bent over like a foot. So I had this like big old larky one foot bud on the top of the tent but everything else underneath the light was uh, and you can't, you couldn't stop that. You know, no matter how many times I tried to manipulate her uh, she was like, no. I just couldn't do it. You know, and it, it's all you had for the, the stem. You had like some six, seven foot tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's the actually the girl. Uh, I don't know if you can see her back way. Let me see if I can right there. Uh, that's the one I bent over the other night. You know, it was like four foot tall and I bent her right back over. Yeah. So she's the last one of the insanes that I'm going to run. Uh, two reasons I decided to run her again. One was because I'm gonna run that one in a scrog. Uh, I think under the LED, I'm gonna let all that under come off and then I'll clean out, you know, the middle of it pretty good and then scrog it out. And I think that's about the only way I'll be able to uh, tame that girl. Because I'm telling you, man, even if that thing, if uh, was like eight inches, I bet you that thing would be six foot easy, stretch and flower. Yeah. I mean, it just go, went, 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 went. And the other thing was uh, I played with Flower Time. When I seen you at the, uh, with the sour cream kind of set phase, that was early. I pulled her early because it was the first one. And I think I remember telling you that, that it was the first time I harvested. It was a bit early, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so that was like uh, eight and a half weeks. Because I was like uh, wanting to taste it, I was I do that a lot. You know, first runs, I just want to taste the turbs and see if it's even something I'm even interested in. You know, for the rest of it, so I was curious, so I let a few more of them go, and then I let one go like nine weeks, and still it was like, eh, this thing's fluffy buds. I mean, they weren't bad; they condensed up a little bit. Still wasn't happy, and then I let another one go, 10, nothing, I'm still like, no. And then I pulled this last one down at 11 weeks, and uh, it, it, they're nice big colas. They were pretty dense, but, you know, I, it was obviously a 12-weeker. And then I had one that I ran under the uh, HLG 550 behind me, and uh, flower time was a lot shorter. 
I'd say two weeks shorter, so nine weeks. Uh, it didn't shoot up quite as high. It was a little more manageable, and the buds were a lot denser. So I, I'm feeling like if I throw her back into the LED tent in a scrog, in a nice pot, you know, I'm going to veg that out back there probably for another week before a uh, week, maybe two weeks, probably a week in that pot. And then I'll manipulate her through the scrog for like a week before, uh, you know, I flip her and see what she does. Cause I'm telling you in that week, one to three weeks, she's going to grow crazy. She'll fill that net out on her own. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about that at all. She's going to want to stretch and uh, she'll do her own work there. Yeah. See, I got so, a GMO cross. I just, I just hunted it down and I'm kind of running it the second time now, but a unicorn poop from uh, thug pug or Gromer Joanna. But, um, dude, this thing's like, a. It, I've never really seen it, I guess, a pure GMO or what I know to be a total GMO. Cause I've never been totally impressed with it. Everyone I've smoked, but I know it's hot because everybody's growing it. So I, I, I'd be curious, but this one, if, if anything's a GMO, resemblance this one is and she comes down in about she's about a nine week flower which i think a lot of them got her saying they're like an 11 weeker on the gmo mom or whatever so it might be kind of damn. a nice little, you know damn smiley i'm almost embarrassed to say that's the flower you got to smoke among the first flower you ever got to smoke that's uh i wasn't too proud of that but that's just what i had that night with me and uh yeah Looking back and seeing you face to face and remembering that night, I'm thinking, man, I was gonna put your best foot forward. Yeah, should have brought some more fire there. I always save some, and then, like, you know, if mean? you're meeting somebody and you're like, oh, I got like two, three jars I can open that are like, that's my list, my list, you know, it's fun. I wasn't actually there for the event that night. Yeah, I was actually just down there to uh, take care of my patients are down there. And uh, I happened to uh, see Quench 3 hit me up that day. and said, hey, old man, and uh, Kate's going up there. You should head up there. So I, I didn't have, you know, just, you know, what I had on me, like travel, travel stuff. Yeah. Which I wasn't mind to uh, chief on, but I wasn't prepared to uh, step into a crowd and be like, hey, yeah, this is evil shit right here. <laughs> and uh, I believe even when I handed it to you, I made sure it kind of, yeah, remember, a- right? I wasn't, I wasn't uh, probably as proud face as I should. I usually am when I'm passing out my joints it's for people to hit. But I'm going to have to get with you and fucking smoke some fucking dank with Good shit. Uh, especially I now that I, I see that you're going to be more prevalent in my circle. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I hope uh, this fucking shit doesn't stay going too long and we're able to have some more events. I guess there's always, it's Vehicle City. I heard today that uh, GC, GC3 was shut down. So, yeah, is, is Vehicle City even out anymore? I don't know. I haven't been out to any of them. I'm, uh, somebody was asking about um, getting cartridges too, and I, I don't. I'm like, I'm not gonna go to. God, a, I'm like a bad time for cartridges. <laughs> well, and I just don't want to be involved, really. That's just kind of my stance on it. Like, I, if I can't be sure it's gonna be safe for somebody to use, I'm not really. 
if they can go buy it, I'm not against them going and buying it. I just don't want to be involved, you know what I mean? Like, because we were making them too, and once that came out, it was like, you know, I still got a bunch of empty carts and stuff that, because I think the process we were using wasn't wasn't the correct one. So, you know what I mean? But this is what it is. Information comes out, and you adjust as you learn it, you know? That's, you know, it's just, what, what else can you do, you know? But, but that's my stance on it. If I can't, you know, if it's not going to be safe for people, I don't want to, I want to put it out there for them. So. Yeah, I agree. My daughter's still trying to uh, get those cartridges. And I'm like, stay the hell away from them. See, now is a distillate one good if they cut it with terpenes then? Because that's kind of what I've been researching, but I don't know. That's what I've suggested to her. I'm like, and she's like, where do I find that? And like well they're not everywhere and they're probably expensive if you can find them but that's your best bet if you know i don't think if you can't do that you might as well get one of those uh pens that you put some kind of uh extract in and uh you know do some type of isolate or something i think it's, it's worse than that like the the carts themselves can be toxic so depending on the source they got them from so I think guys have gotten around that on the most part. And then the other concern is actually like in the element that it lights it. So like, I don't know, there's always a fucking coating out of that shit when it comes off them. You know what I mean? After the manufacturing, there's some fucking coatings on that. So like the first few hits, that shit's like burning off there, you know? And I don't know, just, that's just kind of, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've never been a fan of them either, and I don't know if I've had good ones or bad ones or whatever, but it's a different buzz, and I'd much prefer to smoke flour. So I told her that you want my exact words we are like, you know, like a honey stick and go that route. And uh, if you're worried about a quick bump on the go or, you know, right before you, just a quick hit or whatever, like the pen type, quick hit and run or whatever. I've seen those yeah. with like a little bowl. And, I'm more tasty too, man. Uh, you know, taking a, you know, a, like a nectar collector and warming it up and hitting some wax. I'm, I like wax myself. It's super jerky and uh, might not be the best. It's still got a bunch of fats and lipids in it. You know, I like some wax myself. I'm talking a lot. You know what I'm talking about, the real uh it's not uh shattered or nothing like that it's uh whip, when they whip it oh like a butter or batter or oh, butter there, or batter there you go there you go if i'm smoking some extracts but that's what i prefer as far as uh, like a hydrocarbon extract that's what i like uh shatters and stuff just don't taste that good to me. see and I, I don't know just the thing for me too is like like I was smoking before the dabs were a thing and then and I remember it coming on the scene and guys were blasting and you know I mean through a glass pipe and blasting into a jar, open jar and you know and, and it's advanced from there I get it now um advanced a lot but just anytime I was involved with people that had done it I just never felt like they got the butane out I just it just, I don't know, and something about it's always kind of been a little bit of a stigma. I enjoy wax, but I will spend the extra dollar to get properly done wax. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 
Like I get Frigoli's wax because it's fucking delicious. So I just I just got I I just got burned on that very same thing. I show you right here. Uh, I ended up uh, I got some wax. Uh, I was told it was some uh, butter, actually. Okay, I gave the guy some money to go get it for me. And uh, he came back and he brought me some shatter. And it it looked good. You know, it was all nice and cheesy. And like, okay, that's not necessarily what we discussed, but I didn't bitch because he's a friend and blah, blah, blah. So I... I tried, took a dab while I was there. It didn't taste too bad right then and there. It's like still kind of like freshly out of the oven. But I was purged like huge times, man. And I'm like, okay, cool. Didn't taste that bad. And then I got home and uh, uh, still from kind of doing a little bit of this, I ran out of my uh, Roly wax and I kind of got, even this bit sitting here for like three weeks. Three weeks, man. And uh, so I've been back into it. This is exactly, uh, you see that nasty shit right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? And uh, so three weeks later, he like no longer looks like cheese. You can, uh, to me, is that not like the dirty spots in it? Am I like not stupid or is it? You can actually see. I opened it up today. It's like still, it's still going through its processes. There was like a wet spot on it today. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I was fucking smoking that shit. Yeah. And I've had them where they'll heat up a little bit. So say it gets a little warmer than room temperature and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's the part that kind of bugs me about it. And there's, you know, people that that enjoy it and do it often, and they carry around little refrigerators and ways to keep it right. and And I enjoy it in that case, but it, the part that you carry a little freezer with those uh, gel blocks you can freeze and shit. And I'd fucking had the freezer lined with them gel blocks, and I'd keep my uh, fresh froze hash in there and fucking whatever wax and shit I had. But yeah, I was one of them guys there for a while. Fucking walk down. I had my little igloo fucking cooler full of my fresh rose and shit. Yeah. And this is this is what my buddy does for. And he's I'm not gonna throw his name out, but he's definitely talented at what he does. So now that's good wax. That's 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 a good track right there. That's that's pretty. And he yeah, and it comes in a nice little container. I like it like that. I hate dealing with it in the in the paper like you just showed and it just I hate trying to like gram it out <laughs> like I don't know it's just to well, me that, it was supposed to be fun. it was or it was just for me and it was like uh it was supposed to be an ounce to be honest with you <laughs> and it ended up only only a half it was it was first not even a and then it wasn't even b and it was like motherfucker you know i just drove forever <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah so i'm yeah, still sitting on it watching it 
it'll be there for one day in case the fucking apocalypse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I mean, if I get a little better extra time in the future, I'd be doing water hash again, too. That's been kind of in the back of my mind. I just, I've done it before, so I understand all the work and cleanup and you know what I mean? It's a it's a process that you start and you don't fucking stop until you're done, you know? Like, right. That's very key right there because if you stop, man, you sure got a mess. Yeah. Mess. Have the time to do it and then clean up and all that. That looks nice, though. That then, was uh, some fresh froze that I washed, and that was initially going to be um, – let me grab some more here. That was going to be uh, – a blunt wrap for the hash bash that was going to be this Saturday. But uh, we know what happened there. That shit got canceled. Yeah. And then uh, this is, uh, let's see if I get in on this. This is some dry material here. The other was fresh froze and it was greasy and it's just been left out because it's personal. I was going to sell it. And to be honest, it's been sitting on that tray and I've just been throwing it in fucking fatties. <laughs> I've yeah. been rolling, I'm breaking it up and just throwing it in joints. So I'm not, that oxidation doesn't bother me. So, but I, I make a lot of hash. And this is, uh, that was, uh, that was some indoor trim that I had laying around, but it was dry and uh, sat around for a minute. And this was, uh, some outdoor dry out outdoor that I did. Yeah. yeah. Smells like fruity pebbles. Cool. Fruity pebbles. Pretty good. But uh yeah, I've been doing a little bit of washing. That's cool. I'm surprised you keep oh, any of your strains around. <laughs> How many do you run in your library total? I mean like alive at one point in your library. I'm down to uh, twenty now. You know, I was up there, but uh, I'm trying to run things down, and uh, I want to concentrate on my beautiful loser for a minute, and then I'm going to go through, and I'm going to start working my way back through uh, some of the beginning TGA shit, and uh, start doing a little pheno hunting. Uh, not for seeds. I'm not going to start producing uh, reproduction seeds, you know what I'm saying, of those strains, but I'm going to do a some personal phenol hunting and I'll probably uh, because I'm sitting on like 57 TGA and uh, the dang strain because uh, I was a long time tester for some personal friend of his and I was a Michigan rep for a few years so oh. I have uh, access and quite a nice collection so I'm going to start phenol hunting them and then I uh, I think uh, I'm going to start finding homes for trustable homes. You know what I'm saying? So I know where my great phenols are in case maybe I may someday I might want to do something with uh, those great phenols I found. But uh, for now, it'd be more, more or less just keeping the getting them genetics back out there and not in a, you know, I'm not in any kind of way trying to bring them back to make a buck. More or less want to pop, go through them pops and uh, them packs, excuse me, guess what got off. Go through them packs and uh, just get them genetics floating around again. So I know they're floating around. And yeah. I sure wouldn't bother me to see a sea of, uh, you know, TGA, the dank strains. Well, I mean, I've got uh, 
plush berry, the pink phenol packs, you know, the old PGA packs where the pink phenol of plush berry came from. I got original cheer and oval vortex. You know, I've got all the old good shit. And uh, so it'd be nice to go back through that shit. Even the Jinx Poof lines when they were still TGA. I've got all that Shangri-La and all that fun stuff. Hey, I'm, uh, I got a question. Tons of fire oh, go ahead. Have you uh, you grown out Chernobyl before? Yes. Do you, do you know how to identify the Slimer Fino? There's like a one in twenty Fino on that, I guess, and it's the sli- They called it the Slimer, and it's supposed to be like right. a super heavy lime Fino, but I don't. Lemon. Yeah, I don't know how they identified which one that was or whatever, but. To me, it's more the lemon pheno. She's a bit stretchy, and uh, but yeah, she seems uh, like a medium structure. Uh, the rest of the Chernobyl are kind of like stretchers, you know. The, the inner notable spacings, you know, pretty pretty far apart. But the Slimer is, you know, medium stretching, and it has a. You know, it just drips THC with that lemon lime fucking smell. Yeah, that's one My brother got some uh, a while back. Actually, he's been flowering it out and stuff. And I don't know. He did some research, and <laughs> I just laughed because it's a one in twenty pheno, and he got he got one out of it and uh, one girl out of it. And of course, that's the one in twenty. But, Anyway, so I was just kind of curious because it does have a lime smell. It's kind of a shorter stock to your plant, but I don't. It just ain't throwing the frost like I would have thought. It, the you know, like the dank, like like they're known for. You know what I mean? So, oh, that slimer just. There's a reason why they call her slimer. I mean, it's greasy. Just drips sugar out to the fan leaves. It stands out. You'll know if you. You had her, you know. yeah. All right, but, and nevertheless, it's a great strain. It's a great slime strain, not you know, nonetheless. Even if it wasn't slimer, especially now, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, it's their collector's items almost now, you know. I would imagine, yeah. people, those are some of them seeds you got. You know, they're not available. Where else are you going to find that? And and it's yeah. never ever going to be made again. Well, right now, I think most of the seed banks that had, you know, like uh, James Bean and all that shit, that had them are kind of sold out. But uh, North Star and Badger are released packs, like 50 packs of a lot of those. Well, you'd have a chance on finding some of that through one of those two stores. In fact, uh, I want to say Joel... Uh, no star has a uh, fifty pack of price. Just looking to uh, liquidate that stock and kind of move on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was a fan of Subtool. I never grew any of this stuff though, so like I just never. I don't know. Nothing ever grabbed my attention, and I, 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 I watched it. You know, I was weeding or watched the show, and I knew Subtool, but it just. I don't know, none of those strains really grab my my attention. So I never grew kind of fan of the fruity stuff. A lot of some strains fruity. Kind of fan of the fruity stuff. 
Yeah, I am actually like, you know, like blue lime pie, it, it actually tastes just like the name says and, uh, and um, like Brasco berry is, is a real berry fruity kind of, kind of one. So I'm actually kind of recently starting to hunt, you know, some different kind of phenos from that more in that earthy tone. So yeah, I want a grape. Orco is good earthy. If you're wanting to shoot for some good ones, uh, indica good for pain got a grape uh, grapey earthy flavor to it but uh that might be something you're interested in that's be considered yeah, that that we could you could find that one under both banners actually it was a tga flagship you know what i mean but it got dragged over into pink banner you know what i'm saying so you could probably find it either way but if work sounds like something you would be interested in yeah i immerse you i say all that and then i'm and then i'm thinking about what i'm hunting and it's all fruit shit so i got yeah like a mimosa max stomper cross i got that that grape uh grape stomper cross or whatever so i guess i'm still stuck on the fruit line <laughs> but my goal was to have a lime a berry a grape you know what I mean? And, and I have one that's a mango. I don't know if I'm going to keep it quite yet. It's really strong turpy mango, but I don't really like smoking it. It's, I don't know. It's not my favorite. So something about it is weird. And I grow to, I grow what I like. So sorry, guys. <laughs> so have you found that, uh, that one yet? I know I have it. I've got to, you know, I keep around some stuff I'm found. I'm fond of, uh, that mouth. Uh, I'm found fond of, but uh, I haven't found that one yet. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep hunting. You know what I'm saying? I haven't found that keeper where I'm like, oh, this is Unicrop. Even the beautiful loser here, I'm, I'm super stoked about. But I'm not. And even I'm gonna do some monocropping of it because it's just a good yielder, it tastes good, and all that shit. I love, it checks all the boxes. But is it the one that I'm gonna, you know? smoke for the rest of my life no well i keep it around because it's good and i created it yes <laughs> but uh you know what i mean it's not i'm not gonna spend the rest of my life that's not the one i'm gonna be trapped on an island with and, and, and have you found the same have you found that uh flagship one that you're stuck with right now you're just chiefing on that's got to be the one no i like mixing it i'm definitely not a fan of smoking the same one all the time and uh but that's a um i don't think there's one that i would monocrop but there are ones that i consider you know an elite or a next level up so that's kind of what i look at when i'm you know hunting like there's a white cranberries is one that i've um, flowered out right now and i'm still deciding but you know it's, it's for me it's a little more than even deciding between the three girls it's like you know is it better than you know what I mean? So I'm always kind of thinking in those terms too. Like, I don't want to keep it around if I already have one in the berry category and this one fits in the berry category. What's the point of having two when I have the best one? So then I kind of put them up against each other. I run purple ones against each other. So it's kind of like, that's my mindset on it is I have, you know, six categories to eight categories that I'm going to fill and you know, there's, there's 20 ladies trying out for those eight spots, you know, and there's some that have already made it and other ones are trying to get there. So 
it's Hollywood. <laughs> right on. So you let's say you're fucking heading out. You got a jar of everything in your garden. Okay. Yeah. One, you know, one of everything in your garden. If you were going out to uh, socialize and cheese and, uh, you know, that's going to be the one right now that you're going to fucking, the first one you're going to pass around. Uh, hmm. What would it be out of your garden? Um, probably that unicorn poop. Because I actually think that's high enough quality where it possibly could enter a competition. I was thinking about doing that, but they're all going to be canceled this year. Um, How are the curbs on that? It's just super loud, nasty. It's it's kind of repulsive, really. So it's one that you crack the jar and you're like, fuck, man. Like, you know what I mean? It takes you a second to kind of like, oh, okay. You ease into it. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't just go right nose first into that one. It's uh, but it's a heavy, heavy garlic on the nose. So like, maybe not so much in the jar smell, but when you're smoking it on the exhale, it's it's one that that garlic flavor lingers in your sinuses long after the joint's gone, and it's and it's kind of so it's got a heavy flavor all the way through the joint carries. It's a tight, frosty nug, so it would present really well. Um, that was one I would probably pick. It's not necessarily my favorite smoke because I'm not a big fan of that stink. I, I don't know. I, I like to enjoy that flavor. You know what I mean? So it's it's got to be a pleasant kind of flavor. Where that one's more on the on the kind of revolting side, which is really pleasant for a lot of people. I know it'll be popular, but you know, it's. So what would your favorite turf uh, profile be? Um, the one I really enjoy is actually from Scapegoat Genetic, and it's uh, Black Cherry Cheesecake. So I, I cracked their Tuscadero, and I had three girls of that um, that I just hunted through right now. And I found one that has the black cherry flavoring, but it doesn't carry the, the purpling that the, the mom would have with it or whatever. But um but I'm really happy to have found flavor and, and a nice frosty nug. And they were all really, I mean, they were all probably keepers for most gardens. So it was, I was impressed in that. That was my first run of escape boat genetic. And they, I was really impressed with that. And they're super cool guys too. I know, I know that much. So, and they live right. It makes it all the better when you can meet the, the breeder, you know, and he can uh, tell you the story and all that shit. Yeah. You know, just, some more uh, more special about those beans. Well, I like to ask that because to me it tells me how much intention the breeder had into what he was doing. You know, so like right. I, for example, I met Ghost Breath or at, at one of the events uh, around here, like a grow, at the grocery store. But um, talking with him, you know, the minute I heard he was scapegoat, I had already had them running. You know, they were in badge, and I and I asked him, well, what should I expect out of this? And he's like, bam. You know, here's these three phenols, you know, this one will do this, this one will do that. And he was freaking right on the money with it. Like that's, to me, that shows his skill or his knowledge of his genetics, at least, you know what I mean? To be able to say, yeah, I've, you know, he, I could tell he ran them from his own experience. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't something he had a tester give him info. He ran them himself, you know, and, and could tell me personal information about it. And that was cool as fuck, you know? So you take the time to do it. 
sounds like an experience. Like if I had that experience, I'd be back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I would look for as well. Like you said, you, you you can see it in their eye, the passion. If you know they're breeding or if they're just chucking it and throwing it out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of them guys out there too that are putting A to B, never been tested, thrown out there just to make some money. You know what I mean? There's a lot of them guys. You can tell the difference by just like what you just said, you know, and passion with B. You can tell, oh yeah, this guy's actually done some work on his shit. You know, that's one good reason to go to them booths instead of buying online. When uh, you go to high times, you can get a little bit. Luckily, a lot of times you can get the breeder right there. You know, if not, uh, if you're not talking directly to the breeder, he's usually right there in the booth, and you know they can usually call him over, over you know, and answer your questions. But you don't get that when you're buying them beans online. Usually, it's usually what you've seen on Instagram and a little bit of hearsay. So much out there, it's hard to uh, for newbies to know where to go, where to rely on anymore. So well, it's nice. They'll, they'll post their beautiful picture of a frosty cola, but you don't know. You know, like that Slimer, for example. You don't know if that's a one in twenty pheno. So you buy a pack of six or ten. What's your odds of even getting what you saw in the picture? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where some of that genetic game is like, well, like you say, are they, you know, breeding takes intention. That's the way I look at it. So, you know, I well, don't know like, for what they do. I say this now that, uh, I guess now that the game's over, I guess I can say this. Um, true, the true chance of getting that Slimer depends on the age of when you got that pack, Okay. Uh, if you got a Chernobyl pack that uh, had the dank label, your chances of getting that Slimer are probably one in twenty. You got a, a Chernobyl pack that is gray and black, uh, a TGA. Uh, your chances of finding that true Slimer, I would say, would go right down. To one. Yeah. It just mattered to the era of the pack and. Because there was a little bit of uh, mom and dad replacement there. You know what I'm saying? In breeding projects. Was, at one point, Chernobyl was a recreation. I guess. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And then they run, they'll run different runs of those seeds, you know, and then what variations are in them packs, too. So. Well, no, 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 no. I want to, okay, let's be clear about that. <clears throat> Um, there is uh yeah yeah there's none of that i mean most of your packs that you would ever got from tga from north star and badger okay i can verify for those three and i'm sure most of the other breeders we've ever worked with as well have always worked with same stud okay uh the dude and every breeding project was always the same dude that's been around for 20 years, okay? Just cloned out and passed on to a breeder to work with. So uh, that, it's always been stable like that. And once, uh, say, the dude or the queen, <laughs> whoever they're working with, you know what I'm saying? Uh, both of them were staples and consistent. 
So um, every breeder then from there on never like was popping new packs to recreate. They were always the same mom and dad. So the seeds and them genetics were always pretty similar. They were never, uh, you know, we're going to pop a pack of Space Queen. We're going to pop a pack of this. We're going to recreate that. You know, we're just going to find similar phenos. That's a reproduction. Right. That in TGA in the dank never happened. It was always the same clones of the starting males and females mixed at a later date. Okay. You know, they'd mix a batch of seeds, and when it was time to make new seeds, they took a clone of that mother and a clone of that father and just smacked them again at a later date, which now you've got consistent seeds, and the phenotypes are, you know, just always going to be the same. But if you start to recreate, even if you, like, go back and you find a new, new dude and you keep the mom, you've already swayed that genetic pool a lot. I mean, come on, even, even let's look at human genetics. You know what I mean? Look at this way in two parents, how many times you guys can have kids and have a little bit of different sway in your kids. You know what I mean? So you can expect that in a little bit in the breeding projects, but now imagine if, you know, somebody else say your brother jumped in and fucking there it's going to be something a little different now you know what i'm saying it it's it's different it's different they're going to be you can call it the same but unless the and i'll give it that unless the only best chance you would have at that is if the creator was consistent and he went back through and did a huge pheno hunt of both moms and dads and he called what he saw in the beginning of both, you know what I mean? Then and only then, and even at that, even at that smiling, I want to see them fucking that mom and that dad come from them original seeds. You know what I mean? If you popped them out of a 20 pack or a 10 pack and you had 10 left, in order to recreate that strain almost as close as you can, them fucking, that mom and dad better came from them packs or whatever you had left. You know what I mean? Through that penal hell on what you had left to yeah. recreate accurately that strain. So that's just my, I rant on that. But TGA oh, was always consistent. It was always, you know what I mean? If a project went, it was always a clone of this went there. It was never, um, you know, we're going to recreate and started new only after the fire uh some strains were recreated because some did get lost uh, for the whole time you know shit was you know was yeah. well isn't that what um maybe i'm wrong but i think that's what med grower ran into with uh primal punch is he doesn't have the banana or the one half of it yeah that's why uh that, and that's why he's unsure if he's gonna release the uh f2 I got the F2 though. I've got both. I was, uh, I got gifted both right from the beginning. And uh, F2's delicious, man. Great banana. It just drips. It's so much different than the one. Uh, the one pheno I got is definitely a GG4 leaner. I mean, bud structure. It's kind of that feral bud type shape. 
and a heavy yielder kind of needs that support like a GG4 would. And it's got that uh, grapey flavor, you know, grapey turp in the bag when you open up that jar and whatnot. But uh, F2s is fire and banana. It's straight banana as you're puffing. I mean, you open it up, and you're like, holy cow. And it's like a fresh taquito banana. It's like you're, it's fucking, and it's all the way through. As you hit that shit, banana, banana, banana. And uh, until you get to right to the broach, and then it's like some kind of like weird, like baby food banana. You know what I mean? But uh, he he said he's heard of one or just one report, I think, of a hern. So he's like on the fence if, uh, if he wanted to release it. But I'm like, man, somebody's missing out on some fire there. You know? Even I think I would take the chance. But, uh, you know, I never, he asked me that live on the air the other night. And I'm, I haven't come across that in the 10 pack that I popped. That 10 pack that I popped, I ended up with fucking six girls and uh, not a problem with one of them. Album. There was a little drift in uh, plant structure. One of them was uh, showed uh, the, uh, the weaker structure where it had to be supported. The other one was a little thicker stems and uh, fatter buds. Both of them, turf profile and the great taste, both were same. It was just a little bit of you know structure in the plant. Full fire, you know. I would, but no troubles with mine. I didn't have no nothing coming out on me or problems there yeah no it's <laughs> yeah terms are kind of one of them anomalies man it's just weird to explain i don't know it's one of those things this is how i work them uh like say i work with a lot of breeders and unless uh it's time for an okay say like i've got the primal f2 right now i believe he's released some but i don't know if he's like sold it and it's on the fence for release, okay? So it's not okay for me to pass. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wouldn't uh, disrespect MedGrow or one in any kind of way of like pre-releasing or giving somebody the chance of uh, having it before he said it was okay. But if there's some chance that it doesn't go out, you know what I mean? You can't buy seeds or uh, it's been out there long enough to... Uh, you know, nicely pass it. You know what I'm saying? Never ever, if you're ever testing for somebody, that's like the dirtiest thing you could ever do to a breeder is pass a cut before that fucking seed release. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. uh, terrible. And I seen that smiley happen. Did I tell you this? I feel like I told you this. Uh, I seen that happen uh, first, first hand uh, with the ocean grown boys. Uh, we were at the Clio Cup and we were out fucking walking around and uh, smoking. We look over and it was the first year that the uh, Ninja Fruit was released. And it was the first release, you know what I mean? First available release in Flint at the uh, High Times Cup. We're walking around, we look over and there's a fucking guy right there selling Ninja Fruit fucking clothes. One of the fucking testers that was there fucking just pimping it out. And oh my God, he was, he was livid. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. You know, the guy broke the golden rule. You know, when somebody passed you a testers, you know, you, that's, you're, that's a, you know, you've got that fire. 
that's an honor. That's an honor, Smiley. You got that fire. There's a lot of times I've had fire that people's never even heard of for two months. You know what I mean? Still had to go through that testing process. A lot of times to this day, fucking, when I'm smoking shit, they're like, what's it? I'm like, oh, you won't even hear about this for like another fucking year. <laughs> it, just, it won't even be released. You'll hear about this about another year. But you can hit it now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you just, you don't, it's, it's an honorable thing to get some seeds as a tester. And, uh, yeah, to do that to somebody's you know, bad. But it's a, if there's a, I can see your interest in the banana. So if F2s don't go out and uh, you're interested, I'd slide you a cut up the F2s. But, uh, you know, if he does release it, then you may just have to do your phenol hunting, your phenol hunt, or uh, wait until it's been out for a minute. You know what I mean? I ain't going to try to oh, undercut my buddy's seed sales, but uh, if it's been out for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And then I I feel it's honorable to pass the clone after that point. No, and I got mad with Matt too, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing nothing like that. And uh, I actually, I'd give him mad props for even, you know, hearing about Juan Herman trying to hold it up. I mean, I, to me, that just shows he, he cares about what he's doing. You know, and he wants it to go out right. That's mad props for that. It ain't about making money at that point, you know. Do it right. Well, even when the primals came out, he was really uh, fun to make sure everything was going up okay. He didn't rush nothing. He wanted all the reports in before uh, that shit was released. I was lucky. I'm not, I've had every strain that Matt's ever created. I had here in Eagle Gardens. You know, I'm kind of, I was lucky enough. And I'm, I'm waiting for that GMO primal cross he said that one may not be released i said oh yeah well, well how about a buddy get some of them <laughs> <laughs> if they don't get released well i'll still work with it i still want to add it to my collection so, hey, there's uh, risks to testing you know what i mean there's risks to it and there's benefits to it so everybody always wants to sign up and be a tester and i'm just kind of like well it depends man like do you want oh, to know what you're gonna have or do you want to have some you know what I mean? An unknown problem that you don't know. That's why it's a tester. You know? Well, it's not just that, Smiley, man. It's you, you know, you're risking your patient's medication. You're, you're taking a huge risk there. I'm telling you what, man. I've made space for some shit that I thought was going to be fire and was fucking done. Detroit Diesel. Oh, my God. Is like a bad word for me. Fucking Detroit Diesel. You need more, man. If I were to see a pack of fucking Detroit Diesel in somebody's hand, I think I would run across the room and just be like, what? Get that fucker out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What are you doing? Save yourself. Run. That shit, man, almost fucking took me out, man. It was like a, um, it was a tester and it had, uh, it was a, what was that locomotion times uh, motor breath, super loud turps. I mean, it looked so great and so hopeful. Like the first run, it was like an insane type thing. Okay, uh, first run pulled her a little early. She was just like I said, it was super loud. Great for extracts. It's a, what it ended up later in life. Just get it the fuck out of here. Take it. Take it to the extractor. Get it the fuck out of here. Let's go. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it had fucked me so much. It had my cycle so far off because it was a 12-weeker. It ended up being, I took it 12 weeks, and that bitch could have went. It just could have went. And, I, you know, even at 12 weeks, I chopped it down in pure disgust. But I took it in phases like that. It had my perpetual just so screwed up. And it came to the point where, I took all the drying material I had. I had one big girl, that last one I let, in hopes, just in hopes that uh, she was going to be something I could, uh, yeah, but no, no, no. I, I took it down in hesitation. I didn't even uh, dry it. I believe I trimmed all them buds, threw them right into a baggie, and uh, took them straight, you know, threw it right in the freezer and took it straight to the extractor. Here you go. Uh, get this out of my face. And uh, some that's a risk you take with testing, you know, especially if it's a first rounder that uh, the breeder hasn't even worked with it yet. And, and that's unfortunately, I've had that a lot too. Like the first creation, I don't even know really what it's like here. Tell, tell me, yeah. <laughs> I have had some tell me that I some get mad at me when I fucking ask him that shit. I'd be like, hey, bro. Any idea what I can be uh, expecting here? Tessa, you tell me, goddammit, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I will get back with you, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, please keep sending me the date. <laughs> well, I don't mind spending a little money on the seeds because, like, I'll seek out certain things, you know, and that's kind of the way I look at the pheno hunt, like that Tuscadero. I had every intention of trying to find a black cherry cheesecake, you know, and now they're going to release that. So I'm going to get that too. But, you know, like that's the way I look at it. I got a, um, there's a couple wedding cake crosses I'm going to work through too, you know, trying to find a, a nice, you know, nice pheno of that. You know? Cause I didn't think it's a 10 week one too or whatever. So I had to keep them in my cycle. They got to fit in what I'm doing. I just noticed that uh, Red Setter Chat was uh, Red Setter Farms was in chat there. Oh, what up, Red? I don't see chat. Sorry, guys. I'm not skilled in those ways yet. It's not easy, man. This Zoom shit uh, takes some uh, fucking around with. So, you read that one? You see that one? That's yeah, one. I can't. No, it's a uh, Gage Green Group. It's uh, it's honeymoon, but it's their uh, wedding cake crossed with uh, their high school sweetheart. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's a like a freed seeds type thing, right? The green Gage Group. Gage Green Group. That... They're yeah. boutique. No, it's expensive shit. <laughs> it's expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah, but they give you 21 of them. So that was one thing. So. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, they only, they do limited releases of both. This one's uh, packed 20 out of 20 on there. So, is that, I, uh, uh, I think that it's a green project. I'm thinking of that, uh, it's a bunch of breeders like recreating seeds and they're just like pathing out, uh, free genetics every event just to, you know, get people growing. Oh, no. Yeah, Gage you know what Green I'm Group. Is, yep, yep. But Gage Green Group, they created that Grape Stomper OG, and and they um, arguably have uh, 
created the cookies too, I guess. There's some debate about that. I don't know. Maybe I got that wrong, but they have one that they keep posting about mother of all cookies and there's some back and forth about getting them, getting it stolen from them or whatever. But so I think it's kind of funny because I think they call it cherry pie kush or something like that. And that's, uh, they prominence this one they released that I missed out on and I probably should have grabbed that one too, but. Hi, Tyro. Thanks for joining in. Red Setter Farms. Them digits are in the Eagle chat if you want to pop in, dude. Love uh, late night sesh. More the merrier, if you don't mind. Right. Have you, uh, have you ever seshed with Red? I'm sure yeah, you have. We're on, the, we're on the Frugal Force, so. Yeah, nice. I'm, uh, I don't get to get to Frugal Force as much as I should. And yeah. So, What's up with you? No, I'm just doing they, uh, no, yeah, we, Bausch was under the weather, man, and we had to miss a week or so, so. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm better. I, I recognize the name, but I never until this second, earlier in this episode, uh, put the face to the name, you know, uh, so now that I know A means B, I will probably check you out a little bit more on the Frugal Force, it's a, little more incentive you know i like uh supporting people i know for sure and uh more of a draw to go that way you know so it's been great info you know you you blew my mind with some great info that night at uh, vehicle city and uh this has been a great chat so far hell yes yeah, uh, i just like researching it and i'm always listening to stuff and i don't want i don't know i don't really watch TV shows or listen to the radio. So I'm always like on the way home, I just, you were on, so I threw that on, you know, that's just kind of what I'll do or I'd have found a different podcast I would have listened to on the way home, so. Oh, no, no, no. You come here first. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's just where you pick up info, man. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a lot of it's repeat or stuff you, you know, you don't use or whatever, but <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> You start picking up nuggets of info from this guy or that guy, and it's like, you know, that's how you grow and expand. It's just an always a process of always getting better at what you do, you know. Speaking of like smoking, uh, this is right here. I broke this off this bud. I was showing this bud off earlier. Is another? Uh, I can't even see it. That means turn the light on. Oh, yeah. This is uh, that Pine Valley. It was roughly trimmed, thrown in the herb dryer. But same type thing as the the insane there. This is the first round of it. In fact, I didn't even realize this was the Pine Valleys because I used a uh, recycled the tag and it said uh, Beard on Fire on it from uh, where I was looking at it. So I assumed for, you know, whole flower time there that it was a beard on fire. I pulled it out and I started playing with it. And I'm like, man, that's not beard on fire. And I uh, started sniffing on her. And I'm like, man, that smells great, but that's not beard on fire. And I grabbed that tag out and flipped it around. And I'm like, Pine Valley's number three. Oh, yeah. This is the first one. And, uh, so it's the first first one out of uh, four, I believe, four or five different girls, and uh, 
this is like fresh out of the dryer today. It's like barely, barely smokable. I'm Greg fixing to break into one of these tester out a little bit. I broke one out yesterday and kind of suffered through. I like Ricky trailer parked it last night. Ricky from the Trail Park Boys. I was sitting here, man. I rolled one up and it, it was uh my lighter went dead on me. So I didn't even have a fucking lighter. So I was sitting here with my fucking dab torch trying to fucking get this fucking half wet joint fucking going so I can get a taste of it. Shit. But, uh, hey, what I've been doing is uh, I'll cut the first clone off the off the girls and I'll root that and then I, I'll, uh, I'll transplant it and I wait for it to kind of establish after it's transplant and then I'll, I'll sex those clones. And any males, I'll I'll just cut down the males, and then I'll leave. I just leave those clones go, and they just kind of are off to the side of my normal scrog or whatever. But shit, man, they'll they'll get they'll get a good two foot tall, and they flower out, and you know you get a nice quarter half ounce outfit. It's nothing. You're not really going for weight, but you get to check out the bud, and you get to smoke it. And you know what I mean? It's like it's like a preview. So Last time I seen you, we discussed uh, early sex. I believe you had took some kind of notes, and you did you have those? Uh, I think you were gonna have them sent off, weren't you? Or were thinking no. about having them sent off? But uh, how close were we in that discussion? I've noticed that you knew for sure you had some that looked like I was telling you that it stood up on the stalk and kind of looked like the spades. Were those, did those indeed turn out to be your males? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think that was actually on the primal punch. So, no, I did do, uh, I still sexed them and I figured it out that which ones were. You were right in the early identification of it, but I still waited to know for sure. But then um, I, I don't know, I, I had the clones numbered and then somehow I ended up. I had three boys, three girls out of the six I popped, and somehow the three I kept when I flipped them into flower were the three fucking males. So, like, one day I walked into flowers, like, what the fuck? And was like cutting them all down. They were not a Hermie at all. Those were definitely the males, and it was like full on male. But uh, yeah, it was just one of them things where the buds started to set, and it was like obvious that they were not the ones I intended to keep. So. I bummed out. I had the original F one of the primal punch too, and uh, um, that's what that's what happened to those. I, I killed the three keepers and kept the three ones I was supposed to kill. So nobody's perfect. What do you do? Right on. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just thinking, man. I gave that advice last night out to a viewer. And I just happened to remember that we had discussed that. So I was kind of curious uh, how that worked out. Well, some people like that technique I was talking, I've guys, I've had guys tell me you can just suck them right in the clone dome. They don't need to root or anything. But the times I tried that, it's really hard to identify the clone. And, it, and if you let it set in a transplant and root, it's been my experience that when you do flip it over, you know, it's easier to identify what it's throwing you, you know, because you have some growth happening and you have some things going on that in that dome, you just, 
I don't know, before, even when they start to throw roots, they kind of yellow in the center on that and then they dome. And that's, that's almost a telltale to me that they're starting to form roots is when they start to get that yellowy look. And I don't know, it's just, if, if they're trying to bud or set sex at that point, it just don't seem to show real well. Sex will, uh, stress will definitely uh, make them uh, show their sex early. So yeah, I could definitely see if you were cutting and try cloning it, that it may uh, under the clone don't show itself. But it just seems like it, they need that bad to just let her veg out, stare into them uh, crotches. You know, I've always had great luck with and early and being able to hit it like forty day forty five from C, be able to just by eye pick them fuckers out of there. But, you know, that's a lot of seeds, but I've done a lot, a lot. Of, I haven't, you know, my my experience, I've done taking in a lot, some clones, but most of my shit's been a path from, from seed. You know, I've cracked hundreds and hundreds of beans. I think at this point, I think I've been through like 200 beans my uh, growth career. Uh, roughly 15 years. <laughs> yeah. about Just 50. a few. Yeah. I'm yeah, that's food. still, you know, so, that's a good mark, man. That's more than most people see in their lifetime. Well, most people like people grow like ten. Yeah, and I had a guy hand me like a dome full of cuts, and there's like five different strains in it, and he was like, "These are the top five strains from my dispensary, all their top shelf." So I had to check them out. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. So I had to check them out. I got a ghost OG out of it. It's pretty, pretty tight. And uh... See, that's one of the things that's always appealed me about being that tester is uh, I don't like having what everybody else has got. You know, I just I like to have that jar of something different. You know, but and, I've been including uh, exactly what an elite genetic can do. There's a there's definitely a night and day difference, especially like. And somebody trying to like if you're trying to produce or you know not necessarily commercial but you know i mean if you're trying to produce to something you know there's definitely like you said a unicrop or whatever there's elite genetics that like really can stand out and yield and quality and frost so i've, I've been kind of schooled in that that area because i've always thought well you know the environment and certain things but you gotta have the genetic coding there to even produce the right the right amount of things. So, uh, I heard another guy describe something. Uh, just hit my head if you got a minute. But so this dude, this dude is, he's talking about a plant as being like a three D printer, and it kind of blew my mind how he was describing it. But he's like, so if you're, you know, if you think of it, all your nutrients are like in this printer and it's a ink cartridge or whatever like you you would see in a normal printer so your reds are certain things or whatever but so as your printer your plant is 3d printing buds you know any micronutrient that it runs out of it just keeps printing that bud right so it's like it's like a distortion of the picture at the end of what it should have been you know you know what i'm saying so like Almost like how your printer's running out of ink and it's like a faded version. You can still read it. You know what I mean? It's still there. It's still legible, but 
it's not quite as brilliant and crisp as what it is with a new cartridge. And I, it kind of, I don't know, that kind of reigned in my head. It's like, man, that's like the role that those micronutrients play is like bringing that genetic into focus of what it, you know, what it should be basically naturally should be. So I, I think that was a pretty cool description. So, um, now let me ask you this. Uh, like you got pretty good knowledge going garden knowledge. Awesome. Glad you stopped in. I really So with your uh, kind of a print of a print of a print idea there, what's your thoughts uh, on genetics like that? Or do you think of a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone? You're getting the same blur in time? But what's your opinion on that? I don't think or do you think you should keep up other and uh, you know, keep as many... Uh, keep it as few of those reproductions, you know what I mean? Start overs, you know, reprints as possible. Well, I, I disagree with genetic drift. I think it's totally in the clone quality and the health of the mother that you're taking it from. So if your mom catches a virus, I've had them drift or what guys would call drift, you know, where right. they're, dudded, they're dudded and you, you know, they get a, a, you know, really low set of plug rate from the clones and all that. So, you know, I've, I've run into that. I've dropped genetics for that, but I can totally look back and say, that was my fault. I know I had these problems or I know this happened along the way. So, you know, I've seen genetics go the other way as well. So I'm actually working on a Skywalker, um, I believe it's Skywalker OG. It's an old genetic. A buddy of mine shut his room down and was like, this is the one that has to stay. So I've been kind of working with it and she hasn't really been happy for me yet. And, uh, and now I kind of see a change in it, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I've kind of come to the idea that it takes about seven generations of like, I perpetually clone. So if I take a cut in and over the course of seven generations, by the seventh generation, that's going to be almost a totally different plant in my environment than what it started out as because that, you know what I mean? It's adjusting to the environment and reacting to my environment. So, I don't know. I agree with that. And uh, sometimes even in your own environment, uh, there can be just a little bit of a sway. You know, just a little bit. It'll get used to it in your environment and your, uh, the way, your pH and the way you run things and your medium and uh, I've actually had people take one of my clones that didn't grow in cocoa and I put it in the hydroponics and it wasn't it was a weird plant it wasn't a weird plant it still did you know produce the same but it wasn't the same plant and then their next round in like say the hydroponics they had a similar result as I was having had it just had to uh, find its own in the hydroponics system and then bring come back a little bit. Yeah. Excuse me. And then, as far as uh, genetic drift goes, if you do uh, get a drift, like you're saying, either from sickness or whatever, I found uh, if you let that thing go, like a spring, set it out there early spring and let it sit out there in the nature under the natural sun and environment, and then take clones from her, you know. Uh, just before flower in the fall, uh, that plant will be right back genetically as it was 
like when you got it, it, it almost will restore it genetically. Bring that drip back. Well, that light source is driving its energy, and that's what it needs to fight off whatever it's got. So I could see that. That could be why I see improvement in some of them too, because they're under a, um, you know, in one in one case they're under one three fifteen, and then they go, you know, in the other case they're under two six hundred metal halides. So, you know, there's a totally different light source that that thing's under, and that right there could totally be the change that I see too. You know, so it's there's a lot of differences and intricacies, but you know, it's it's a matter of finding them, get them happy. Sure. Okay, now how do your plants uh, handle that? Do you, uh, is there like a system to where they're like uh, fed through the whole thing? Or like, are you at a veg, two different veggies under, you know, the ones and they go and like they can go into a flower room when they're ready and like they're being crossed kind of, you know, whenever what's ready in that veg area being kind of ready for flower? Yeah, they um, no, there's I definitely set them up in stages. So there's uh, three stages in flower. So then behind it, I have three stages in veg that are already transplanted. So, you know, there's like nine weeks is what I schedule for the strains. And uh, most of them I'll pull about 60 days. And then I got three days to clean up and switch out, whatever. But so then the next row will go in. And then they, then I'll switch the rows and veg and transplant again. But every time I'm taking clones, I mean, that's, I'm prepping what what row is going to happen. So that's so how, how many phases. Uh, like I asked because like I have multiple phases I'm buying as well. Like I'll veg, veg and clone under uh, C5 LEDs, and then from there they'll go from LED. You know, this cheap one right now, it changes whatever I have available, whatever I'm using at the time. But uh, from there, then they'll go into either the HPS or they'll go into a, whatever LEDs available at the time. But they go through, you know, different phases like that. Kind of what you're talking about. You have a so in uh, when I take clones and I do them in a dome. They just set off to the side under a T5. I have an eight ball T5. And then I keep my, uh, when I transplant, they go into number one and they'll stand under the T5 until, I guess I would call them a preteen, but they're they're good 10, 12 inches tall, maybe. And roots are coming out the sides of the number one. It's, it's pretty well ready to transplant. And then they go into a number 10 and they go under two, 315, 315 watt ceramic metal highlights. They used to be two 400-watt metal halides, but I had the ballast fail, and it just didn't make sense to do that over a 315. So so I got those two ceramic metal halides, then they go under two 600-watt metal halide, then they go under 2,000-watt metal halide, and then um, they go to a 4,000-watt um, HPS and flower. So it kind of ramps up their metabolism, so to speak. So it sounds like a really nice setup. That's off. Yeah. I uh, hope you'd be able to see it sometime. Uh, a little bit of uh, pictures. And, uh, I guess I'm just gonna have just gonna have to fucking tune into the frugal force, huh? 
yeah, yeah, we took pictures. We just talked some shit on there. That's all. We hang out. It's fun. Go ahead, shout it out, man. Frugal Force, Saturday night. Still, Smiley Gardens. Don't miss that shit. All Smiley abolished. You know, they got a cool crew over there. Don't be, yeah. afraid, to Don't be afraid to plug yourself, brother, man. Shout yeah, that shit. It's fun. And we got a couple episodes coming up. So, yeah, it should be. We're pre, we pre-record them, but the guys hang out and chat. I don't always make it to chat. I'm not, I'm not the most skilled in that area, but... Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. So Spartan sounds like you've got a lot of great knowledge to bring to the table, though. I mean, uh, this has been great so far. I know I had when we initially met, I had a great conversation. It was yeah. a, definitely a, a great meet. This has been a great conversation so far, and I'm glad you were able to uh, jump on the frugal force and start spreading some knowledge. And uh, you know, it's great. You know, there's there's not enough. There really isn't. You know, great tips come from everywhere, and uh, you can see you're a sincere gardener and you're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I would suggest anybody that's watching this to look him up, check out his flower, and uh, you hear him speaking on the frugal forest, listen up. You know, he definitely has good advice to put out there. It's fun. Abby, I'm actually it's stoked you're absolutely you were able to jump on that. I was just getting ready to kind of hang it up and uh, yeah. said you jump on. So I was like, hell yeah. No, yeah. I know it is getting late. I'm going to get to bed, but it's usually what I do. I'm up late anyway. So I got home a little early tonight anyway. Worked out. Yeah, again, man, uh, you know, this has been super cool. So if there's any night that, you know, you're doing shit and fucking, uh, I ain't got a guest on, and I'm, like, fucking sitting here, and you feel like shooting some shit, man. You're more than welcome. Just be like, hey, Angel, what's up? I'll just like to, you know, if I'm, it's just so, I'll be more than happy to hit you up with some numbers and pull you on and smoke a joint. That's the only thing I don't see wrong there, Smiley. I have not seen some... uh, some fire in that background, man. We should be uh, such. <laughs> I've been burning them. Yeah, I got some gelato that I had down. That and uh, uh, rascal. It's not food. technically a session unless you you've got something going on the other <laughs> side. I'm burning one. That's all I do is sit and smoke and talk about weed. So it's no different when we're hanging out. I don't know. I was a little bummed that Gen Conference got canceled, man. Uh, those guys are cool. I know it's a bit of money to go and, and some of that, but for uh, for someone like me where I, I geek out on the soil stuff and it's like, I eat that up, so that kind of bummed me out, but Dutch Blue. I'm getting more and more interested into it. You know, that's, that's the wave. Even though I love my cocoa, the more, it just makes more sense to, to go to like a no-till bed to where I'm not throwing shit out in the yard annually, you know. I can be building something as well as, you know, I can build building a nice, you know, something I keep and it's constantly paying me back instead of me just flushing money through it <laughs> and then yeah. throwing it away. Yeah, because yeah. that's been pretty key right now. Like a lot of the talk too, you know, like guys are, hey, these aren't, these aren't available that ain't available and i was thinking about it and i'm like 
You know, till guys are gonna be laughing at us. It's not a yeah. You know, guys are gonna fucking be laughing at us when we can't get no cocoa. You're gonna be like, yeah, my shit looks good. I can still go better over here, dude. Man, I'm good. (laughs) That's funny, but um, I would say uh, if you don't, if you haven't followed him, uh, Dutch Blooms is Josh Rutherford, and that's who him and. Leighton Morrison from Kingdom Aquaponics. But those are the guys that set up and kind of, I guess, run the, or I don't know, Josh is one that gets it all scheduled anyway with the Regen Conference. But um, they've been doing a build uh, and they've been posting videos of it that are pretty badass, man. So yeah, they, they do some cool shit as far as like the, the regenerative living soil and they're setting up a new facility and it's pretty sweet, man. They got rows and rows and rows of these raised beds that they built with these different rhizospheres in them. And he's been posting stages and pictures of it. It's pretty badass. So if that's something anybody's into. That's, that'd be definitely something to check out because they're on the, they're on the cutting edge of what regen is indoors. You know what I mean? In that kind of a setting. So. In fact, you sound like uh, somebody I need to converse with a little bit. You know here. Well, in fact, the more you, like I said, you want to jump on anytime I'm fucking just sitting here smoking, because I'm going to try to do this nightly, you know, and the best way to build something is repetition, repetition, repetition. Even if I've got, I'm trying to line up guests for every night to make it somewhat entertaining, but uh, sometimes you're going to stumble, you're going to fall, but, you know, as long as you're there and show up and make that effort, people will forgive you. You know what I'm saying? They'll yeah. tune in again tomorrow. And uh, that's my attitude. I'm going to keep trying. And my goal is, uh, to, like I said, I have spoken with Jeff. And I really hope uh, I, I can keep steamrolling this and I don't get frustrated with not, you know, making things go right, line people up. Because it is, it's, you know, easier said than done when you're trying to line people up and keep things going and take, you know, time out of your every day to do this. But I, I, I've loved it so far. But what I'm getting at is uh, it sounds like you would be a good uh, practice person to uh, converse in this uh, no-till, you know, micros and whatnot. Because, uh, like I said, I've been, uh, I've, I have never done no-till, and I've got a basic knowledge on how micro enzymes and whatnot work. But uh, I've never run a no-till garden. And when he shows up here, I sure don't uh, want to be stuttering and staggering my way through that. I've, I've got all three of his books on the way. I told him I'm going to read them twice <laughs> before I even reads, ask man. you back. Honestly, dude, honestly, they're easy reads. And as far as like you were saying with botany earlier, like he takes really complex organic chemistry and makes it really simple. And I've heard people that have PhDs in that say, yeah, dude, everything he says is right on the money. He just explains it in a really easy to understand way, you know? So I, I got a lot of respect for the dude anyway. He's been doing that column in the gardening and uh, Anchorage newspaper. And uh, my girlfriend's um, parents live in Anchorage. Years, right? and, she, and, and she looks to his column to know when to start planting her plants every year. So I, I just think that's cool as fuck right there. And he's done it 25 some years, dude. He's like, uh, he's in the like um, gardening 
Hall of Fame for that or whatever. I don't know. Like 45 years. It's close to 50, brother. It's like 45 or 50 years. It's well over 25. And uh, that's one of the ways I get that from him, that mindset there is uh, because I've heard him say, you know, he does it every week because if you don't show up, they're going to put somebody else's face in that box. So I make sure I'm there every, you know, every issue that goes out. And uh, so that's yeah. the way I feel about, I've always felt about the pro show and missing episodes of that and shit. You miss that, you miss an episode, they're de- most definitely going to put somebody else's face in that box. And uh, that face may be better than your face one day. So show up and uh, do your shit. Yeah. That's the same attitude I've got with this, this show right here, man. If I don't show up and make my dedication, they're going to put somebody else's face in that box and, uh, you know, find something else to do. And uh, I hope they hang out here. Yeah, man. No, that's cool. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I have some content for them to hang out here. So I'm, just, I'm super stoked that uh, you were able to come by and smoke with me and fucking drop some fucking knowledge and uh, talk some shit. That's the beauty point of this show is, uh, and when I sell it, I when I talk to people, I'm like, you know, I'm going to ask you about your uh, journey to cannabis. Maybe I might ask you about shit that ain't even cannabis. You might can't talk cannabis. We might talk no cannabis. You know, this is, we're talking shit here. And that's just for me, like a more of a casual conversation. You know, we might, the way I see it, I talk, I'm like you. I do. I love talking cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. But isn't it nice to just sit back and like loosely talk cannabis? You know what I mean? And talk some shit, get to know each other here a little bit more than having to worry about fact check each other. And you know, I'm fucking, I'm stoned as fuck. I may stutter and well miss a fact here, but I obviously know my shit. But we're fucking, you know. That's what it's about, is we're talking shit, and, you know, I enjoy this. I'm talking super shit with, uh, There you go. I appreciate you that, man. I fucking, it just oh, rolls on. off the tongue, though. Come on, though. Doesn't that title just run, roll right off the tongue? Yeah, it does. I like it. I don't know. Sponsor had a problem with it, but it is what it is, so I don't know. I had one sponsor that had a problem with it and said he wouldn't come on because of the title. He's like, I really deal with a lot of the microgreens community, and I can't, I can't have them searching it, finding my name on the fucking talking shit with Eagle Show. Yeah, like, I I can respect that, but in the same aspect, it's targeting the market that you want to sell to, and if you're, I hate to say it, but if your your microgreen people are watching my show, then they're secretly. <laughs> growing the other on you too so i wouldn't be so worried about your name popping up you know what i'm saying yeah exactly and and who doesn't say that stuff now anyway i guess but i understand i mean i i can't fault it but i would definitely come on when you get jeff lonefels on i'd love to fucking chat with him that'd be cool as hell i'm uh, just I knew I'm going to build up for that yet, but I definitely would love to get you on many a nights to build me up prior to that episode for sure. But yeah. uh, it's it's about a month out, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I definitely want to like to any night that you see me staggering to jump in, and I'd love to. Uh, you can get on here and pick my mind and see how far I've come 
you can be my you can test me a little bit on my uh progress and uh journey to jeff there sure yeah. would help you know you need somebody you know i ain't gonna lie i don't want to be you know i got a lot of respect for jeff too and uh i i want to be on point you know I, so it, it doesn't hurt to have somebody to bounce back and forth help yeah. get you where you need no, somebody like He's, that, you want to respect his time, too, and actually have something to share, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I don't know if he's working on another book. I've heard him say he'd never write another book again, I think. But I think he keeps learning new stuff, and it's interesting, and then he's going to write a book. So I was well, going to ask him about end of I think the next one, undoubtedly, will be Autoflower, one Autoflower. Yeah, that's true. He did. He is doing that one, so... But I think he was talking about the endophytic bacteria that kind of go in and out of the roots and whatnot. So it's something that they've kind of newly discovered, and, or he's newly discovered. I don't know, but it's something I've never heard about before uh, recently. I do remember. Blows your mind, dude. When they, when they talk about that stuff, it just blows my mind. That's why I'm just kind of like, oh, well, cool. I got all that hopefully going on because I'm practicing these practices. and. You don't necessarily have to understand all this stuff, but it's cool to know that it is happening. Well, that's the thing. I've always believed in uh, the root zone. As a grower myself, I've always, that's, I mean, we, we maybe talked about this. Uh, when I harvest my plant, obviously, you judge yourself by the quality and yield. But to me, one of the bigger factors, and you, I guess you don't get this, because you're a no-till guy. Probably wouldn't get this opportunity. Well, I, I used to run I'm about ready to say would probably horrify you in a no-till environment. But when uh, I'm done and I pull that plan out and uh, I pull it out of the pot, I'm judging my performance on that root zone because I know so below so or so above, so below, you know what I mean, and vice versa. You know, if that root zone's and shitty and it hasn't filled that pot and they don't look good, well, God damn it, I know I could have done much better up top. You know, the story in that pot tells me everything on the capability of that pot or the plan itself. So when I harvest something and I see I haven't maxed out that pot and that root zone isn't on point as I like to be, I'm like, man, okay, I did good, but I failed. You know what I mean? Uh, next round, I I want to see this whole thing roots out to the side. I'm sure my buds will be bigger and fatter, and you know. So with that understanding and love, I can see my transition to like an old till and wanting to suck up and know the the, the rest of the story. You know, I'm missing obviously missing some pieces to this puzzle, and. Uh, I think in time it's going to be a no-brainer to make that switch. Right now, it's just uh, I guess it's more of a convenient. Uh, I say nectar for the gods is a pretty good gateway. Yeah, yeah, because because it, it's something similar to what you're used to in a way. You're still going to have bottles and mix, and you know what I mean. But I don't know if you get the nectar bible like scott and them guys just put out so much killer information like you start consuming about the information about what each one of their products does and you start to understand more about how 
you know, I mean, how you're applying the nutrients to the plant and, and why you want amino acids and why carbohydrates and that, that, that Bible, that nectar Bible, I think it's available online. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's got a ton of killer information for whoever is growing really. Cause there's just, I don't know. Scott's a super smart guy. So I, uh, been running blue planet nutrients uh not the organic formula but the fucking other shit and it's been good to me through the years but i recently had a generic uh, fertilizer time uh, episode two of, and uh he sent me some stuff and man it almost seems too good to be true uh, he said uh He's a dry mix company. He makes dry fertilizers. Said he could make match any other company's fertilizer line or nutrient line for at least a the third of the savings in a dry form. And uh, or he could make you up any kind of custom blend that you want in a dry form. Dip it to you. And he sent me a sample. Uh, I received it yesterday. It's a two-part A and B. And I'm looking at the sheet, and it's like, man, could this guy have made this too easy, you know? Like, not, not that mixing is, like, that big of a bitch, and I I only run an A and a B. And, well, once a week, I'll run my uh, bio route to keep uh, my root zone, you know, on point. Run an A and a B. And then uh, a little bit of Epsom salt, a little bit of uh, molasses, and a little bit of Super Thrive. And this is uh, what I'm telling you is all being mixed in uh, mixed 17 gallons of, and 50 mils of uh, fish fertilizer in that. So I know I do got some uh, a biozone that's able to take up uh, some natural nutrients, you know what I'm saying? That just all the artificial stuff. I, I believe I'm a firm believer that that fish adds it adds quite a bit to the flavor. And I I don't know I'm trying to drown it, but it's you know 50 mils and 17 gallons ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? It's noticeable, but it ain't. You're not stinking yourself out. <laughs> you know you're not like stinking fish fertilizer. Is that yeah, yeah. Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking. And uh, they've been super happy like that. You know, yeah. I obviously I grow some decent plants, but uh, this is the formula. I'm sorry. For uh, this is what he sent me, and uh, custom custom blend three one four fertilizer with calcium mag and micros, and uh, two part dry. All you gotta do is weigh it out. Let me see how the important parts here. Uh, I'll swing you over to the end, the nutrient side there first. Yeah. And then. So, uh, I I guess I mean I understand there's some microbes that that survive in hydro setups, but you know my whole thing with that is uh, like adding adding a source of nutrition that the plant can readily uptake it doesn't need to establish those relationships 
So it's it's kind of like, you know, yes, you can add it, but yes, are you, are you wasting money by, you know what I mean? By counteracting it with the fertilizer that you're trying to combine it with. But I know some of them are okay with that. I'm just saying that that's something to pay attention to if you're doing that setup in <laughs> microbes. I per- I totally agree. You don't have to read your uh, root zone and make sure that they're as healthy in like a cocoa environment and with artificial nutrients because there's no real work there for the plant to take them up. But uh, I just do it like I was talking about. I just... I feel that if my plant has a healthier, if I can do everything I can do to make that root base as big and as uh, bulky as possible, then uh, I've got a plant that will easily handle, you know, pests. God forbid, you know, not saying I have pests, but it can problems, you know, heat swings, whatever, you know, may come its way. More capable of handling if it's got just as healthy of a root zone as it can handle even though i'm like you know sipping it baby feeding it you know it's not working it don't have to work barely work hard and yes i'm gonna probably have to replenish it that's why i do replenish it once a week with micros and whatnot not so much during flower i try to you know cut it off until like the first week of flower you know really stop worrying about feeding that root zone because it's, you know, I'm worried about, it's not working as hard at that point, but it all fade out. So one thing I'm kind of curious about, like the powdered nutrient, do you know what form of nitrogen that is for the plant? Like nitrate or ammonia or urea? I'm not sure the total, sure the differences or what all ones are powder or not. Well, like you're saying, it doesn't say the source, to be honest with you. Because there's some differences in how the plant takes Well, one's a food grade, and it has a lot of heavy metals and shit in it, a lot of bad shit, right? Like an well, egg grade. It's in how the plant has to process it, like not to go... I, I'm pretty stoned. I'm not going to get the chemistry right, but I do remember it was uh, nitrate is one of the harder ones to process and it's something to do with the plant has to exchange more things and convert it from the form it's in to be able to uptake it so it's expensive like it, it performs a, a more of an ammonia versus uh there's another nitrate it's that it doesn't like and it's harder for it to break down I, i'm short of that name too yeah i and believe it uh, is the marijuana easier to uptake. but in the form of amino acid is where the plant's not really expending any energy to process nitrogen. So that's the difference right there. And, and from what I understand of like a, a hydro to a, a soil is that, you know, instead of the plant taking up mineral nutrients that it still has to process. So when it takes up nitrogen, it, in whatever form it has to get it to the form it needs and then it has to combine it with a carbohydrate to form an amino acid in order to form other things in order to store that you know what i'm saying so i mean not to go too deep in it but that's the building block so enough amino acids build peptides enough peptides build a protein you know and that's a cell wall yada yada so 
But the point is, is the amount of energy that the plant has to expel to convert that nitrogen into amino acid. And so like if, if you have so much energy produced in a day, then you're gonna have to use that up, producing nitrogen, convert nitrogen into amino acid. And you really don't have any, any energy left over to do the other things the plant needs, you know what I mean? But if the plant's taking up amino acid form of it from the soil, it doesn't have to work as hard to take that nitrogen up. So any photosynthesis it's doing, it can use all that energy for other things like creating buds and terpenes and trays. So I don't know, I guess that's what drove me into down the, the rabbit hole, so to speak, of living soil is just that it seemed like, and that's where I say like, read read Jeff's book, man, Team in Microbes, because I mean, that's kind of a, a parody of what he's talking about there, you know what I mean? But it's, he explains it. You know, I guess I got to fucking blame it on the cannabis. I'm trying not to use the word weed or marijuana anymore. Because actually, the, the more I actually learn about the history of the word marijuana, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of shitty. <laughs> we should be calling we should be calling cannabis, god damn it. But, uh, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. It's not really... I woke you up and all chemistry on you. Um, oh, oh, I no, no, no. I, I remember. <laughs> I, I remember. Sorry. Uh, I do remember you have showed me uh, pictures at Vehicle City. You uh, very much did show me some uh, pictures of your garden that night. And uh, yeah, your shit is very much on point. You know, I forgot about that. But yeah, I have seen pictures of that flower room. Yeah. You grow yeah. fucking around there. Well, that's yeah. it, and it's something I love to do. So, you know, I think that just shows through in anything, even like breeders. You were saying earlier, it's like, you know, about what you do. And it's, I know, please don't take my uh, globe processing of uh, some of this, but uh, it just helps seeing the faces just coming back. I meet a lot of people, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to remember every face and every conversation. I, I do remember, man? <laughs> you remember? Oh, it was, <laughs> it was a good conversation. You know, you you know. Yeah. I remember good. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I remember good people, good conversation. That's cool, man. And I remember, I remember that garden because it was on point. Uh, Not it always. Was a good I get lucky every once in a while, but yeah, I mean, it's always a progression. That's the thing, man. It's like, it's, that's the way I look at it, I guess. It's always, every harvest, it seems like, yeah, it's, you know, it is good. And, but I don't know. I always kind of look at it critically myself because I want to improve. So it's like, was it totally perfect? You know, so that's kind of the way I look at it. And that's what drives the research. That's what drives trying to learn, you know, like, I want to learn how to stimulate the biology in the soil. You know, it's supposed to be a living soil. I'm doing these things like what's a biostimulant. So I go listen to stuff on people talk about that. And shit blows my mind. And then I don't know. So oh. I'll here and talk about it. Like I know, I don't know. It's just stuff that I hear and I think is cool. It's cool shit, cool info to pass along. Somebody can put it to use, even if I don't. You know? 
I fully intend to uh, ask you to come back on because this is a pleasure. And, uh, but just in case, you know, shit happens, do you have any advice for, uh, somebody that is watching now or still's been gathering some momentum so there's you know a good bit of people that do watch this tomorrow anybody you know, like first time my advice is always to get a, a water only soil um i i'd give a shout out to tommy from detroit nutrient i've had experience with his soil and and uh it always grew fire so I mean, they've won cannabis cups with it, so I don't know. But his is easy one to recommend. And um, honestly, I'm a big fan of even the, the earth box setup for a beginner because, I mean, it's two things, really. You get the soil, you put it in the box, and you get um, some compost to put across the top. And then you uh, basically you pour a gallon of water down a tube with some... EM1 in it, you know. And so I, that would get them by for their first run and get them up and going. Any tips for them to like uh, kind of maintain and uh, move along on their journey for the second run? Try to pay attention to your environment. And then, you know, and I don't know, it's just an experience to understand the stages of the plant. Like you can read about it, you can, you know, and it's, it's something to do. You should read about it. And, and then you'll go to your room and you'll see what they were talking about. It'll dawn on you. you know? Oh, that's what they do. Trim it. I can only see it for me, myself, building my uh, love for the plant even. Because, you know, I have a love for everything I do now. But I, I guess once I really start to care about the soil and what goes into it a little more, then, uh, wow, now I'm totally addicted. <laughs> well, it's, it's I'm already having a hard time leaving my room now, but now you're talking me into like a place that I'm always going to be wanting to fuck around with because now I won't be messing with my plants. I'll be wanting to feed my soil and uh, work, you know, make sure that's on point. And do you use uh, uh, cover crops and stuff like that? I used to. I moved away from that because uh, the, the clover was housing some thrips and it was getting in the way of i run blue mat drip system so it's getting in the way of that and it's easier was to work in the nitrogen booth um not necessarily in that setting i think i'm in a pot but i think maybe in a bed it, it's a little different where they can because like in a number 10 the, you know at a certain stage the plants just dwarf and the whole thing and they're not really getting much light and and I think that's why they attract the bugs because they're not totally. So, you know, yeah, yeah, chop and drop, but they still come back through. And so I just went to doing straw cover and that seems to work now. I know like uh, abolished, uh, I'd give him a shout out for a uh, frugal forest member, but uh, founder or whatever, but he uses the uh, rice holes on the top. And I, I kind of dig that too for a, a mulch layer, but. You definitely gotta have something in the living soil. You gotta have something covering the tops, for sure. That's key. I've tried it both ways. In my opinion, I guess. Yeah, you don't want it to dry out because your worms will uh, venture off and shit, right? If your soil starts to get too dry. 
Right. And like, you know, I was pulling leaves and top dressing those and I've kind of, I still do that from time to time. I just don't like getting a ton of them there because uh, like botrytis and some of the, the molds and fungus that we don't want can really be found in those, especially in thicker layers of them decaying on the top. So that was something I kind of, because I've, I've had it where I'd move it and it would be kind of like, you know, you see spores popping out of it. You know, it's kind of moldy in the center of that clump or whatever. So it was like, I now I kind of move those out and put them to a worm bin or whatever. I, it's not that I don't use them. I just don't use them that way anymore. Straw. Let me ask you this, how much uh, more do you think you would be able to benefit? Because I've always heard uh, good things about people that are uh, no-till, but yet they're growing in the bed to where, you know, the roots are just kind of intermingling with each other. And uh, do you think you would benefit more from a bed-type setting, screening CJ, uh, instead of just pots? Or do you think that? their root zone well, there's, there's actually yeah. proof that it's better to have shared root zone so they, that's kind of like a known fact actually it's not it's not a question really i, I guess but um so definitely in in the, the best ideal setting would be to have a shared root zone continuous bed that you're able to transplant so like for you with your tent you would have a bed there and then you would just after harvest you would have the next round of clones to transplant and you would veg them right in that bed. You know what I'm saying? There's some steps to it, but I think that's the most ideal for that. So sure. would I, again, would I want to fucking uh, just chop that off, my old plant right above, uh, right under the soil line and, and just leave all the roots there and plant next to it? Or would I want to fucking dig that one out of, you know, a little bit and, uh, either in that spot or move a little bit over you would stagger them and you know i mean i leave this you can leave them in or you can pull them out I've, so in the number 10s i transplant a number one into that which is like a five inch diameter maybe pop into the i don't know the 10 number 10 yeah, you said you went from what the ones to tens yeah, so I just kind of dig the center heart of the stem out and the root ball and the size of that, and I just transplant right in there. Those roots, those roots hanging right over it. But they, I mean, there's worms in there too, and it just it becomes part of their food. And like in less than a week, all those are gone, like in their canals for the new roots to form. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of a reamending in itself. Yeah, I was just watching old Jeff there and had to keep referring back to back to him. But I was watching him uh, a week ago, and he was actually talking about how people were stupid for pulling, trying to pull that out of there. You, you know, just robbing your soil, You're leaving that in there. You wouldn't believe how much that's going to pay you back in just a short amount of time in that soil. Well, so I am. I'm slowly. I'm slowly researching already. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm one of the nerds. I want to, like, know everything before I make that jump. And, uh, like I said, I actually started out myself in, like, a soil. And then I tried, like, an M3 mix. 
Uh, and I don't know. I just felt like I could be better. And then I did pro mix for a while. Sunshine. Uh, ultimately, Coco. And uh, I don't know. Just not having to buy the nutrients and haul the shit around and not throw it in my yard. Just build something that's constantly uh, getting better just seems to make more sense. I don't know if it's just uh, growing old or just uh, growing more responsible. Probably a little of both. <laughs> but uh, it just seems like the thing to do. Yeah, and in my opinion, I just think, you know, I guess how arrogant are we to think that we know everything the plant's going to need and we don't even understand all the interactions that happen in the soil already so you know biomimicry is definitely in my opinion the best bet because we don't understand all the things so the best we can do is try to mimic those situations and and get the best result that we can figure out from it for that you know so that's the part I think a lot of people get afraid of is it is a little bit of a different guess because there's no schedule to keep necessarily you know so there's certain steps and things to know that'll get you but it's all an experience anyway so i don't know to me if you're gonna if you're gonna start growing and and not want to know all that stuff about the plant then it's probably not it's not something you're gonna want to enjoy doing necessarily you know if you're gonna want to grow you should it should interest you you know (laughs) it should be something you want to learn more about and you know and then it's an experience from there it's not anybody's way it's your way it's what you way you figure out how to do dj's just in chance uh bragging up your unicorn poop who is great uh cj does oh, your yeah. unicorn poop fucking great for uh insomnia that's funny he sent me a text said I showed a, a couple of the guys in the frugal forest council because it was funny. He said he got he he got home and had that sitting in a jar the whole time he was gone, and he cracked it open. He's like, the whole house smells like a natural gas leak. <laughs> so, like, and he said he was out west. He told the uh, the Cali boys that they don't grow ga- uh, the gas like or the fuels like we do in Michigan. So I was pretty proud of that too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> awesome he's been pretty cool man he's been in fucking chat i think every night so far and uh yeah, yeah. cool triangle so that um that guy uh gw smoke break is danny and he does some of the interviews for the regenerative conference now out west there but um CJ ended up running into him and talking to him and dude lined him up and with other people that he knew out in California on, on CJ's trip that he was on. And, uh, yeah, dude, he got like tours of different places and meeting different gardeners. It was, I don't know. It was pretty cool. He was telling me about it. I was like, damn dude, the whole Kelly was at was having some farmers meet the farmers event or something. And he was like, got it got into that and it's like all the local area farmers were there to meet each other and he's there to you know what i mean meeting along with them so that was pretty sweet yeah that sounds like an awesome trip that's the one great thing about this cannabis community is it's really good you know 
it's smaller, you know, they talk about it's a small world after all, man, you, it's amazing how you can go to these events and then, you know, go other places or there's been times where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go in this place. And they're like, Hey man, I'm from there. Hit me up. You know what I mean? It's crazy. What a small network it can really be. It's awesome. In fact, well, I was a, of... talking to uh, Greens Jack, Greens Jack Greenstock. Man, I'm high as fuck, man. I've been smoking this pine fell. He's got me stupid. Oh, um, weird. I gotta catch that episode, man. I like Jack. Uh I was talking with him, and I offered him uh, a cut of my nine pound hammer because it's the the melon cut, and. Uh, I was saying that uh, sequence it holds a cut of it right now, and uh, SoCal Weedner, he's like, "Well, it'd just be easier if you could just hook me up with the guy in California." And I'm like, "Yeah, I could probably do that. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay." So yeah, it's just the the power of the communities, man. You see these names bounce back and forth, man. There's so many of these names, man. They're friends, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of them that I've never seen, a lot of them that I've met, but, you know, they're still fucking friends nonetheless, man. I've spent a lot of nights and fucking chat with them and fucking talking shit, man. I, you can, how could you not call some of these people friends, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's sure. even better after, it's great when you meet somebody like you. I kind of stumbled upon you before I knew who you were. And now I'm coming back to put in the face with the name. So that makes it super cool. But, you know, when you fucking conversate with somebody for years and years and years, and then you happen to, you know, stumble in their area, they have to catch it, man. It's, let me tell you, it's a humble, especially if you don't know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Traveling somewhere and you're just like, because I run up and down Michigan quite a bit, and I fucking I run into a lot of cool weed nerds and shit, and fucking they'll be like, "Hey, are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And they'll be like, "Yeah, you fucking I'm such and such," and I'm like, "Man, finally, it's so nice to be able to put a fucking face, you know, with the name I've been talking to for fucking ever." Because you know, a lot of people, you know, we've come a long way. Okay, we've come a long way. I'm not afraid to show my face anymore, but, you know, there's still a lot of cannabis growers that think as soon as they show up a picture, they're either going down or somebody's taking their shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still afraid, Eagle, but you only had six people in in chat anyway, so I didn't think it was no big deal. Thanks. Well, I hope you know that uh, the last few episodes have been nearing like 180 views. So that's awesome. You, 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 you'll get to see it tomorrow. No, no, I, I was catching the one with uh, Red Setter that was kick ass, and uh, I didn't, I didn't get the one with Jack yet, and I heard that was good too. Red, which Red I, to me, I think is a uh, pretty fucking humbling, man. I mean. I've got a few followers on Instagram. That's pretty cool or whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, just stepping out like into the... Because uh, Subcool tried to get me to fucking be like Instagrammy and YouTube when Malik and fucking Dung Beetle were out. Which both... Uh, Dung Beetle will be on the show. 
uh, here in a few weeks, he's going to come on and talk old times with me. But uh, he wanted me to step in front of the camera back then, you know, a bunch of times. And I just, life wasn't right. I was still that guy, you know, I'm pop my head up. I'm going to fucking, somebody's going to bring you my shit or whatever. And it's still a real possibility, you know. I'm not saying in any way, you know, not kind of to get that shit don't happen. But, uh, uh, Right now, I checked when I checked in today. We're on episode six. I didn't probably have shit for viewers. I had, to be honest with you, a week ago. I, I have no problems. Yeah, you know, put honesty out there. Whatever. I ain't nobody. Whatever. I'm, this is a new journey for me. And every day, every subscriber, every viewer, I get more and more proud and humbled. But he would even watch me babble. But I've got 166 new viewers this week. And uh, our, not 166, I got stumbled there. 66 new viewers, which uh, I'm up to 266 now. And if you think about that, uh, 180 views out of the 266, that's pretty fucking, that's kind of humbling, really, man. That's a good number of uh, subscribers fucking at least spending a couple minutes. And I'm fucking grateful that, you know, Anybody watch this shit, even if it were six people, I would still think it was cool as fuck. But, you know, as the numbers are growing day by day, uh, it gets more and more uh, fun to do and humbling that anybody would even watch, man. It just, it makes me want to fucking show up. And, That's cool, man. Whatever. You love what you do, you know what I mean? That's what it shows, too, so... That's attracting people, you know what I mean? It's You got a lot of knowledge and experience and stuff to share, too. It's part of the community. That's what it is, you know? But that's just the fun and the key of it all. It's just just like the Michigan Bros Grow Show is and just the, like the Frugal Force. It's about, you know, trying to get as much knowledge and spread as much knowledge out there as I can. And if I'm true to my word and I can come on every night, I even thought about it. I mean, think about it. Wrap your mind around this, making a, a dedication to put your face on the, every night. You know what I mean? I thought about it the other night. I'm like, every night? I'm like, every night? I'm like, every night? Turn out strong, too, with these, like, 365 fucking days a year? And I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. I don't care if I got to drag a laptop around on me on a fucking Halloween or Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to at least still log on for a few minutes. But the moreover try to i'm not i don't want to sit here and babble myself every night i hope to bring some some type of other knowledge somebody else like yourself that uh, i'm so again i'm honored smiley that you could pop on tonight and drop everybody you have you dropped some good knowledge tonight and i i appreciate that more than you know and i, I hope to be able to do this every night you know it's moreover panel shows are great but i love i love the fact that I have the opportunity to go one-on-one -on -one with somebody, let them tell their journey and everything, and be able to answer singular questions. Because in a panel show, eventually you're going to get cut off. You know what I mean? In this, right now, I'd rather hear somebody kind of, I'd rather hear you tell me a nice, I could give a shit if, seriously, if I picked up my feet, <laughs> sit here, nod in my head, and you told me a great process, your process of all the way. Because you're not just telling me, yes, I know my way through cannabis. B, yes, I might pick up some great tips for you. 
but moreover, you know, we're being more diversified on the knowledge that, you know, I can bring to other people. Hopefully I can do that every night, a little bit of different story, a little bit of fun chat and a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? It might be a little fun shit, but there might be some strikeouts. You might get one that's me just fucking trying to get through it and smoke one and talk some shit for a minute. But uh, I'm sure wholeheartedly trying to bring somebody every night. And you were tonight were uh, a nice fail safe. You, know, you jumped in. You know, I had, I had jumped in earlier tonight, did some transplanted and kind of talked some babble and uh, showed a little bit of process. But it was nice that you were able to jump in and expand out, you know, for fuck, you know, hour, hour and a half now, you know, expand and take it another place on another subject. And I, I'm telling you, I appreciate it. I really do. It just built, it made tonight's content all the more. I hope you, know, you could do this another time when you see me. Yeah, you know, you're more yeah. welcome. I've appreciated every bit of knowledge not only you've brought to me, but uh, like I said, the people that will watch this tomorrow, because there's a lot of people, new growers, and it, only an ignorant man thinks he knows it all. Okay. So it's even the people that are watching and they have set processes, like myself, you know, a cocoa grower, or there, I'm sure there's something that you were able to say tonight that had made somebody just like myself going, maybe I need to rethink this and go no till, you know, maybe, you know, you sparked that in somebody else. And I'm glad that uh, you were able to jump on and talk about something that uh, I'm not so knowledgeable. I'm not afraid to admit my weaknesses when I have them. You know, everybody has weaknesses and uh, I'm glad you were able to jump on and enrich my, uh, you know, mine and other people's knowledge today. Yeah, no, I think that's I'm, awesome. I just like sharing it. It's stuff I'm excited about, stuff I learn or whatever. So it's usually you explain it well, my friend. You you do you explain it well, and I hope that uh, people get a chance to catch more and more of your knowledge as they go. So I hope the frugal force is just a, a step in many for you of dropping some knowledge for people. I hope. That uh, you on being on the frugal force is a continued staple. You know, I can see you adding quite a bit of greatness to that program. And I'm able. I'm glad that Abolish found you and swiped you up and made you on that panel. Obviously, I appreciate uh, a very, obviously a very wise man that uh, knows how to assemble a group there. So hats off to Abolish to knowing a good thing. Yeah, he's cool. But I was going to say, I appreciate it, but I often have said that uh, most most of the time watching the live show, Spartan's already saying what I would have said anyway. So it's like, I was always, I was always like, why go on? He's already saying what I would have said anyway. <laughs> I kind of find myself like that uh, with Spartan too, but he says it, I don't know. I, when I try to drop some knowledge, it seems to be like, uh, correct and to the point I guess to where uh, when, Spot, when Spartan drops it out he seems to uh, say it with more with a smile and he has that damn gnome beard <laughs> he has that damn gnome beard going on much like yourself and uh, he, he, he's well spoken 
So uh, he's been out in front of the camera a lot longer than I have. And uh, it just, you know, it's easier, much frequent for him to say. So sometimes it's just easier for me to sit back and let him say the way exactly what I was going to say. But there's no harm in having a second opinion on the same panel. You know? uh, no, I mean, you know, it's a, a different perspective. And, you know, yeah, Spartan's going to be on Monday. You know, shout out to Spartan Drone. I've got much love for him. And he's actually, I've known him longer than anybody else on the panel. I actually he's an award-winning him. gardener now, too. So, you know, well-deserved yeah. for sure. Yeah, he is uh, something. And not to mention, man, look at him. Where isn't he anymore, man? He's been on fucking uh, the Dude's Grove Show, the Cheap Home Grove Show. He's been on fucking, uh, I'm yeah, missing a uh, uh, Canadian grower. I always forget him. Grandmaster Level. Yeah, Grandmaster Level. Thank you. I don't know why I forget him for so much. I. I don't watch him as much as I should, but I'm not trying to take anything away from me. Yeah, man. How can you forget him, dude? He's the reason everybody says cheers in chat is from that show, I swear. <laughs> That's yeah. why I, you ever notice that everybody will say cheers? Yeah. And I'm always, I always chuckle at that because I'm always like, that's from the GML show. Like, you guys left that too. <laughs> I say cheers, but I, I never, I've never watched Somebody that. watched this and be like, that's true. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I think the last time I watched the GML show uh, all the way through is when he was still, it was just him and it was his back in a dark room. And there was times where his girlfriend was like in the bed. You could see the bed, like you know what I'm saying, and uh, her rustling around in the other room. That are like early, early episodes there. So I watched him a little bit years ago, but some I don't know why faded off. He he's got great information. His shit's on point. You know, there's only so much time in the day. I was gonna say I learned a shit ton from him, and I don't, you know, I mean, he's a hydro grower. I'm a, but I still, I train my plants the way he does, and you know, what I mean, no, I'm he's got great knowledge. I'm not, not yeah. gonna give him go at all. Such a respect yeah. for him. Yep. But I just think it's funny because that is pretty much where that is like came from. I think because there, there's him and a couple other guys are from Canada too, and that's like a that's how the greeting in Canada is cheers or whatever. I think. So. I just chuckle. <laughs> well, then nobody says it, it in be... America. Nobody says it in America except in a chat. You know what I mean? Oh no! I used to say I kind of I say cheers I, occasionally and a lot. To be honest with you, but you I picked it up just from chats. But I've never really associated it with him or that show. Just from uh, greeting, you know, people greeting me like that in chat. And so many times that I just started kind of doing it myself. But uh, I usually, before that, was always, what's good? What's good? You know? Right. And I'm not calling it a bad thing. I just chuckle because it means that you watch GML show, too. So that's cool. You know what I mean? It, it's just well, good. there you go. It's some more knowledge and uh, possible origin there of uh, cheers. Fucking Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my my. That's where I noticed it, and then everybody started saying it. So, GML gets the cheers. <laughs> yeah, I found uh, actually finding 
following content right now is even upper than it has ever been. <laughs> Excuse me, because uh, I've been spending so much time the last two weeks trying to uh, line things up and get my computer program straight and this and that. The other thing, it's really ate up so much time. I'm really lagging and uh, staying current on a lot of them. That's hard. Well, once everything settles down a little bit, things are actually starting to, uh, to settle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've got the programs are working right. I've got the cameras hooked up now. Uh, before I was like kind of rushing in here, even on the uh, for the panel show, just kind of rushing in five minutes before, plugging in mics, throwing up a camera, and it was always uh, never quite right. But now it's becoming a routine. I'm kind of leaving things set up. I've got, you know, things are. Things are looking up and getting easier, so hopefully it'll come a time soon where it just levels out and I can check out more shows and shit like I was. I'm sure that time's coming. I've been uh, another place I've been since all this shit's been going on. I can't run the roads like I'm accustomed to. I've been uh, lost myself in Audible, fucking all kinds of fucking Audible. What you listening to? Huh? What books you listen to? Well, yeah. let me uh, I, let me uh, just I just I don't, I don't want you to think I'm a bullshitter or nothing because I'm gonna I'm gonna show you my list here. No, no, dude, uh, Scotty reels no. on, the, on the kick too, and I always hear him mention books in the dude uh, dude grow show. And I'm like, I've listened to that one too. That's a good ass book. He he mentioned that uh, never split the difference with Chris Voss. That's a great fucking book, dude. It's been Especially fucking if you, awful. If you got teenagers, it's a fucking fabulous book. I like educational shit, okay? I don't usually, I don't listen to a lot of like story, story books. It's always like education. You'd like my so, girl then. This you is know. my current playlist or what I've got in my library right now as far as downloaded on my phone. <laughs> This is what I listened to today and yesterday, okay? How to Talk to Anyone uh, by Lyle Lowendells. Because I'm trying to brush up on being able to pick up on any dead spots when I'm conversing with... Uh, I'm trying to seriously smile. like take this as seriously as I can. So if I can pick up some knowledge, you know, beforehand and uh, be able to... Uh, you know, again, the same thing I do with my plants and whatnot. I get a little, I was saying this yesterday is uh, if you ever watch the Bros Grow Show, I'll be silent as fuck that first hour, just sitting there cheaping away. Then in that second hour, after uh, the tensions faded a little bit in my backs, that's usually when I, you can't shut me up, it's the second hour. So I listened to that because I'm brush, trying to brush it up on my uh, online, you know, phases, fogs, and, you know, whatever. This, <laughs> that, that right there, brushing up on that. Yesterday, I listened to uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sonero, which is a good book. She's actually, it was in Fludge. 
And then uh, I listened to a marijuana book by uh, Elio Williams the other day. And introduction to plant science, uh, which was a uh, 16 uh, lesson course in uh, botany, book one in botany. Because uh, like I told you, I'm trying to like backtrack into this. And uh, I just listened to Unfuck Yourself by uh, Gary Bishop the other day. Uh, I listened to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill uh, just the other night. And uh, Break Shot, I got that. It's a fucking James Taylor kind of story. Kinda, he sings along a little bit in it. And I wouldn't necessarily suggest that unless you were just bored as fuck. But it's, you know, decent. Uh, another grow marijuana book by uh, Lois Lapine. Is that you? You know, as many things as you, I've said, you can always take in knowledge anywhere. If I'm going to be in a camera from a camera, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to fuck soak that shit up <laughs> daily, as much of it daily, so I don't look stupid when I'm on this fucking camera. And another uh, growing uh, marijuana Bible and astrology and numerology is what I've listened to the last three uh, weeks. You'd like Malcolm oh, my Gladwell. Shit. Oh, yeah, here's another one. Uh, oh, shit, it's playing in the fucking background. It's uh, Pumped. A book called uh, Pumped, and it's uh, like a whole bunch of motivational quotes put together from like Zig Ziglar to uh, Jim Rohn. Les Brown, all those. That was like a 15-hour. It was good listen to, but uh, and another good one I've listened to lately was uh, I, I highly suggest I threw this one in the bros bros chat. Cottonmouth, sorry. Uh, the other day was uh, interview with the devil by uh, Napoleon Hill, and I know the title sounds like yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, realistically, um, the devil in this, it, it's just a story where the, this Napoleon is narrating a, a conversation of a guy who claims he's the devil. And uh, it talks about like all the negativity in life and uh, the draws that keep you away from your dreams and how to avoid it. But man, I'm telling you, you can find it on YouTube. It's a three and a half hour audio book. If you give it 20 minutes, you'll be hooked. It's such an insightful book on not only life, every aspect in life, but it, it's a great thinker. You give it 20 minutes and you'll listen to that uh, three and a half hours, I guarantee it. And what's only that is you'll be so shocking to uh, the book's like 65 years old. Okay. And business, social, all kinds of shit. You will not believe how right how it relates to right now. I mean, the virus bullshit and everything. I, I listened to it like a week and a half ago. I was like, holy shit. I made my youngest daughter listen to it. And I passed it along to people I care about. I'm like, man, you should really listen to this book. It could very well change your life. So if you're interested in the audio books, man, 
listen to that book, Interview with the Devil by Napoleon Hill. You won't yeah, no, regret I, it. I used to do uh, uh, route sales, so I was on the road, and I, I, list, I didn't listen to radio. I just listened to audiobooks. That's kind of what led me into, like, more podcasts, too, and stuff. But, yeah, I've kind of gone through them. But you'd, you'd really enjoy Malcolm Gladwell. He's, uh, he's a great storyteller, and he's really got a, a different kind of story that he's telling. It's kind of cool, but he's got a few different books, uh, What the Dog Saw. Uh, well, we, you obviously have a – some people, when they hit me up on Instagram, it uh, sends them off to, like, a request, and I don't see it for a while. But I would sincerely appreciate it because I do enjoy audiobooks more so now than I ever have. Could you send me a link? Link? I, you see me just looking around. I was looking for. A, I was looking for a pen. You send me a link. My top five. I'm always looking. I'm always looking for something new to listen to, and uh, I'm about through everything I got right now. And I've actually got all of Jeff's books that just came out on Audible. I bought them all and fucking, yeah, but they won't be, uh, yeah, they're not releasable. You can pre-order them right now, but they're not released until the 21st. So I'm sitting here like biting my nails, waiting for them fuckers to come through because they're, uh, that'll be on the 21st. So I'm done with all my books. I'm ready for something new. So and keep me from re-listening to what I'm listening to now. Shoot me a new link. So I'll listen to your, your suggestion. Yeah, for sure, man. I, yeah, that's cool. I enjoy it. But in order, I wouldn't mind you if you checked out mine too. That's a great audio book. I'm telling you, you will find it very insightful, and uh, it's a good listen. Even if you didn't uh, care about like the, uh, I've listened to Napoleon Hill before. I've heard a few of his. Have books. you? Yeah, yeah. What about uh, uh, Earl Nightingale? He's another older gentleman with. Uh, I like hearing the talks all 50s style, too. It's fine. Yeah, the greatest secret is fucking, that's a 30-minute listen to anybody that wants, but uh, that is very, that's another one that will get you set on the right path, I think. Yeah, I like Jordan Peterson, too. He's got um, 12 rules to end chaos, and I, I think he's pretty right on the money with his 12. It's pretty interesting read, too, so it's it's not what you think. You know, that Gary uh, Bachelor, I might be saying that last, but that they go unfuck yourself was a pretty good book too, uh, to listen to. It was the you are a badass, they all, they all fall along that level, you know what I'm saying? They're all along the lines of what we're talking, but the, the you are a badass was a really good list. I was surprised, I was skeptical at first, but it was highly suggested in the audible. And uh, I listened to it twice, to be honest with you. It was a good listen. But that interview... Scotty Reels dropped some really good books, too, man. If you hear him dropping books, he's... Everyone I've heard him say has been a freaking really quality book. So, like, that never split the differences in my top five. I I, I listen to it and refer back to it because it's like... I don't know. It's all all, uh, negotiating is the, the, the whole book. He's an FBI... He was an FBI hostage negotiator, and he trained FBI agents how to negotiate for hostages. So, you know what I mean, as far as an expert, but now he, he's in a business setting, and he's and he's used in business settings because of the negotiations that happen there. And he's, 
he, he his book's amazing because he gives you some pointers and methodologies they use but i mean it's 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 that's information and experience you're never going to hear anywhere else you know what i mean that's a book that has information in it that you won't get anywhere else you know and that's what i look for some of that stuff that's one of my favorites as far as like as we've been talking about is uh jim Rohn. have you ever listened to jim Rohn? uh the uh, on the show occasionally i'm not on not enough to speak on it i guess but the jim Rohn show is that what you're talking about no 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 he's a little he's along the lines of like napoleon hill and uh Earl Nightingale, he's an early like 50s speaker. Jim Rohn, I'm telling you, that's another great one. I, I mean, among all, all my top listens, uh, I, I love the Earl Nightingale, but Jim Rohn has hours and hours of shit on YouTube that you can get, and they are all fucking some of that shit I listen to like that when I'm in the garden, and uh, man, some of that shit. When I listen to it, man, he might have me pumped up. I, I don't even, I can be not smoking or drinking coffee and listen to like an hour of Jim Rohn. It's like, I don't want to go to bed, man. I'm all fucking, he's got me so fucking pumped up. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm fucking, I need to be doing shit. I said, yeah, you put in some time. One my audible duck, man. I'm working. I'm on my next badge, and it keeps telling me for some reason I got one more hour to go before I get my novice and move up the badge there. I know uh, I've been. Oh, I know oh. I've got my next badge. It said for fifty. Well, I show you. I'm not out that high, but I'm. I'm not afraid to show you what I've got into it. Uh, oh damn it! I got it playing. I got the, the highest achieved. I guess master. Yeah, it keeps telling me right here on achievements now for as long, at least four or five books. I have one hour to go before I know, make novice and 33 before I go pro. And then uh, it's been stuck there for a few books. And listening time total, two days, 19 hours and 40 minutes. But I've got an audible here this month. I'll start somewhere. <laughs> this month. I'll start somewhere. Yeah, so that's a pretty good start on my audible journey. And I'm liking it more and more. I really am. Plus, on my battery, I can throw it in my pocket and listen to it in the car. You know yeah. what I mean? I got everybody well, mad on the road trip because I, I tried to have them listen to my. We had a road trip out west, and, uh, and yeah, so my girlfriend and her daughter in the car, and they didn't they didn't enjoy them as much. I don't know. Maybe I wore them in, or they fell asleep, but whatever. That's, it makes the time go by faster, like talk radio does too, versus trying to listen to the radio or something like. I mean, I enjoy music. Audible came out during this mess, and if you're uh, a student, like your kids are. Uh... All Audible titles are uh, free for students right now. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff like that because it's all online school. And, I mean, school got canceled here. So, I mean, or, I guess Michigan total. It was the governor that said it's not done. But, yeah, 
so here in Michigan, all the schools are done this year, but um, yeah, it's kind of a trip, man. It's weird. Yeah, well, how could they go back, really, after all this, the stress of the event itself could damn near unrace a lot of what they just learned. And then how could you expect them to go back after such a long break and then pick up where they are and then start with a standard test again and go, okay, this is going to, you know, this is going on your permanent record. Do your best, you know. Try to pick up where you left off and do your best here. And, again, this is – I think they're giving everybody a pass, dude. I think you just get a pass. Is that what they're trying to do? I don't know if it's a little bit about that either, but uh, it sure is a mess. What? Uh, Yeah, the seniors – the seniors, they just graduated. They were like, okay, you guys are done. Good luck to you, which I guess – I guess. But the younger kids, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it. <laughs> this never happened before. It's there's no, there's no precedent setting before it. It's on, you know. What I mean, it's like, so we're just trying to. Everybody's trying to figure it out, and like, I don't know. I think certain things are bullshit about what's kind of going on. States bidding on, you know, I mean, supplies, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's it's ultimately everybody's just got to do their little part. You know what I mean? And, and we have elected officials and people in charge that are there for a reason, and we hope they're there for our best interest. You know, that's ultimately what. What else can you do right now? You know, what I mean, ultimately you're just at the whim of what they're deciding. So this is where it's important to make sure you had voted for who you wanted or whatever. But it's all said and done now. I mean, they're making the call, so you go bitch on it or. Just you know what I mean? Talk about it or whatever, but they're still making the call. Like people bitch about Trump all the time. You know, and I don't know. He's still making the fucking call. Didn't stop shit, you know? Like uh, some of that wheel just is turning, man. It's a definitely uh there's so many firsts I in my lifetime that I'd never thought I'd see. You know, just in Michigan alone, I you know. Fireworks, I never thought I'd be able to just run out and just buy me a bunch of fireworks and play. And weed, you know, I never thought I was going to be able to ever grow legally or smoke uh, in a public place or whatever. I still can't necessarily legally smoke a public place, but uh, we're getting there. You know, there's places, vehicle city and whatnot, private, whatever, but uh, where you can. But I never thought we were going to be here. But now, like this type of event, uh, a biblical event or a, a pandemic event like this, uh, I never thought I'd see something like this in my lifetime. No, I didn't sense it building at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look what's been going I'd on. I'd be lying. Cold War, all that shit we lived through, man. Like, I don't know. You watched Rambo just like I did. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Some of that stuff is, you look back on it, and it's kind of like they, you can see some of the propaganda when you're looking back on it now. Like in, in it, and it's not to cut down younger people, but younger, like, it's another experience thing. Like, you start to see it as you get a little older, you know what I mean? Like, because you've seen the generation change and then kind of come back to what it was before, and you're just like, 
know, like bell bottoms and whatever are back or I don't know, certain shit like that. You're just like, what? And they're like, oh yeah, that's the fucking style now. And just, I don't know. Like I said, today was the, the first day in a long time that there was even some kind of uh, even food back to normal being in a long time. Now, since what it's been about what three weeks now, yeah. this is all started to unfold on us. And there, when it first started getting out, it was creepy as fuck to drive around and see shit closed. And uh, it be even now, it's super weird to see shit closed that should be open. And it's killing me, fucking smiling not to get a tattoo. <laughs> it's fucking oh, killing me, man. I fucking that's not a that need to be fixed. They don't need to be fixed. They need to be filled in for summer, man. I wanted the shit done. How's that not a can't do it. <laughs> I'm, even in, I'm not even going to lie. I've been trying to entice the man to do it like on the side, you know, at like his house. He won't do it. No. You know, I'm like, ow, oh, come on. No. All right. I get it. All you, can, all you can do is respect his precision, but I'm not lying. Uh, I enjoy my ink therapy. That's what it is a lot of times for me. It's like an ink therapy, like a release. And uh, I miss it. I miss it. I go like once a month. My fucking uh, chiropractor visit, I guess, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not my thing. I don't have any, so. But I, oh, smiling. I can sit there and fucking have my, both of my feet on top of the top sides, ankles, and uh, I can carry it. One, I've lived one of them and sat there and had a conversation with the tattoo artist, Chad, fucking my daughter sitting there. And never, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm focusing all my negative energy that I've harnessed and picked up. And then it's all being directed down that needle through that time. That's my, uh, it's my own, for real. Instead of like trying to, store it up or take it out in a negative way it all comes out tattoos and crazy fucked up montage of what's gonna be a my life for it's all you're not gonna turn uh, into a tiger are you no i one leg from uh, ears my left leg from my uh toes to my uh crotch area is fucking done and uh so much on the other side. I'm just filling in gaps now. But so you, uh, you're the left leg is solid. Is that your goal to be fully tatted by the time you're done? I it never intended to be. It never intended to be. I can tell you that. But uh, I can, it could. It's probably going to happen. I, I I think I'll stop at the neck. I'll probably end up stopping here, but uh, I you know no. I always said I would never cross this barrier too. And that was it too, man. I've had you know tats here and here and here, and I had uh, one here, and I actually started on my like upper legs above the knee first, so all in places where I could uh, have them and enjoy them myself, but uh, be at a, like say a public event or a family event. And you would have never known that uh, they were there. And yeah, not uh, in the tat, tatted sleeves and shit. That too can then once I, 
once I crossed this line right here where uh, it was totally different, it steamrolled after that. I was very, you know, I wear a lot of t-shirts. Once you, you know, you pass this point, there's no hiding that, man. You're fucking, you're, you're holding yourself out there. Yeah. And then it ventured down the leg onto the calves. <laughs> and then it, once it got to the calves area, uh, it was like, man, now I don't like the bare fucking skin. So I started uh, filling in the gaps, and that's where I'm at now, man. I think I really hate this. Well, I'm both of my legs. I fucking, it's just, I look at that skin, and I'm like, man, something needs to be there. <laughs> so, yeah, I can really see. I'm pretty well covered now. I've got uh, a demon here on the side. I've got the big eagle and shit on my chest and uh, my legs down to my toes. Uh, I can actually, you know, without being stupid, show you kind of what's on my legs. I actually had uh, all that. I'm done to that high on the leg. Damn, dude. Right there. All the way around. And then uh, say, these are the ones I started here, you know, hiding. Here's my suicidal tendency stand there. And uh, this is my face right here. This is a uh, Every one of them skulls, it's a stack. It's a skull made of skulls. And uh, theory on that, if that's, uh, people might see uh, everything I own is skulls. Skulls, skulls, skulls. Skulls are fucking everywhere. Skulls. I, I have this. Uh, every one of my daughters have uh, a ring like this. It's almost uh, a crust at this point. Uh, but that's a minor to me. And the mask is like, that mask right there that you see, all those skulls, each one of those skulls is a fucking dream that you said you'd do and you just kind of let die or something else you said you were going to fucking do or be and fucking die. Every one of them dreams and fucking ideas is one of them fucking skulls. And that mask right there it's the mask you fucking put on at the end of your days and fucking all the regrets of the things that you said you'll have to wear. And mask to me is a fucking reminder to fucking, uh, and the skulls. Every time I see them skulls, it reminds me of uh, time short. Don't fucking waste your days. You know, if you have a dream, you know, put a foot out there. Don't be afraid to fall. You know, there's nothing but lessons in fall. So if you ever see or know, you know, not just you, but anybody watching, you see all the skulls. I mean, you see my leg. If you were to actually see the left leg, it's pretty intimidating. There's some crazy shit going on there. But, they, you know, it's not meant to be a bad thing. They're all reminders to me that get out there and do what I need to be doing instead of fucking just saying shit. If you're going to say it, I'm... You, to me, if I'm going to put it out in the ether, I'm going to take every last breath to, uh, you know, this, pro this project's one of those things. I've seen it in my head. I've already seen some of these interviews in my head, and uh, now it's time to, I put it out there. Now it's time to live up to it. I intend yeah. to do it. You could have you maybe started once a week or maybe twice, three times a week. I don't know. Just gonna go every right. 
<laughs> he's just like fuck it every night and i'm gonna hit three hour shows every fucking night <laughs> well the three hour shows are just something that seemed to build you know now they seem to be somewhat of a staple it's almost you know and i don't care if people i, I fully don't expect nobody to see but if you put it on and do something else or fucking you put it on and you put, it bores you and you fast forward it to something else or just the guests, I don't get too shit, you know? Yeah. As long as you tune in and watch, I don't care. I guess the only... There's a lot of cool fuckers here in chat that's been here for fucking three hours. Eight. Miracle fucking troopers. I love all you. There's eight people watching. Watch right? CJ, yeah, CJ. You know, I know that. He's texting me on the side. He's, uh, uh, I don't even know if he'd be mad, but um, he's doing uh, Trout Spring Farms, so... Uh, he lives out in Illinois, but they got some, he's got a permit and they're going to gonna put in some hemp plants and uh, there's a nice little freshwater spring and stuff there. It's like a beautiful, beautiful little chunk of land. It's going to be cool. I personally am excited about uh, the hemp farm which coming. You know, I'm a little worried about like cross pollination for the outdoor grower and, you know, uh, just because I don't expect uh, these little guys to be on point, you know, there's going to be a lot of little guys when this first comes on board. Anybody with uh, three acres here in Michigan can pull a fucking license. And uh, so there could be a lot of mistakes, a lot of cross pollination, but I, this is my excitement in the hemp uh, part about it is uh, I believe that's where we're going to find a, we're just going to discover a lot more turf profiles are in from the hemp and then we can uh then thereafter breed in you know the thc or the cbd into them uh them hemp plant but uh be able to just pop thousands and thousands and thousands of hemp uh plants i believe is going to open the door for some new turf profiles that uh breeders hope ultimately um, in that aspect I think it's been shift with it though. Like right now, it's a lot of the CBD isolate, and you're already starting to see it where, you know, enough of the um, hemp's getting produced now. Even though in Michigan, a lot of it went unharvested because people didn't have a plan to harvest and dry it. <clears throat> but uh, I think it's going to shift, and it almost has to for hemp to really become an agricultural crop because that's what it needs to be. In my opinion, for hemp to really be winning, it needs to be in the industrial level to where we're using it in textiles and we're using it in building materials and we're not cutting down forests. And you know what I'm saying? Like there's benefits to hemp that go way beyond CBD. And I, and I, and I love that CBD is getting the door open for all of it. But like, I think I just, the more I've researched it and like even talking to CJ researching it and people he's met talk to too but like i just see it kind of kind of plateauing as as it goes right now because i don't think cbd use is going to continue to rise like it has so to speak and i think where it's really going to benefit is when we're not producing as much corn and we're producing hemp because we can replace a lot of the corn production with that and actually use the textiles and regenerate land versus you know the, the current process of stripping land so it really is a miracle 
land. It, it, there's so many things that can be done with it, you know, to just, yeah, you know, medical uses to recreational. I mean, I was uh, suggesting in chat for people that were really interested in the many, many uses of it. Uh, Emperor Wears No Clothes is rare. It's an awesome book in the many, many uses of the cannabis plant. I mean, it's an eye-opener. Anybody that's ever doubted the cannabis plant, I dare somebody that's on the fence about cannabis, hemp, whatever, to pick up that book and read that. I guarantee by the end of that, cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. Well, you know, I, I was just so at a hemp meeting in... Uh, Earlier in the last year or whatever, I was at a hemp meeting in Grand Rapids, and there was a company in, in Grand Rapids that has a process to use hemp to make uh, biodegradable plastics. So, like in Europe, they outlawed uh, single-use plastics or whatever. In places, they have outlawed that, where this could be a replacement for it and it would be a use for hemp. But their biggest hurdle, he was saying, was the availability of the material they need to make it. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, as big as of a market as CBD is, and it's not taking anything away from it, but I'm just saying, if you could fucking replace all plastic, single-use plastic, like, like, that's just mind-blowingly huge on top of, you know what I'm saying? Like, It's sad that it's been out there for so fucking long, because Ford uh, had many interest in the hemp plant, you know, as a plant and as a fuel. Way back then, you know what I mean? That What's that, about 100 years now, we've been, you know, deprived of good uses of the plant and just an industrial setup, like you're saying. I mean, just smoking it and recreational and all the other uses aside, we could have, you know, be saving the planet just in hemp, you know, clothing, paper, plastics, fuel, the edible, uh, the seed content is fucking great just to eat the seeds alone. You know, I'm glad to see they're more agriculture. You can buy a hemp seed at like uh, Myers. You can buy just a regular hemp seed or you can buy like a chocolate covered hemp seed. Both of them are uh, great to eat or to add in like a shake. You know what I mean? Or to uh, peanuts. Yeah. No, serious. Yeah. Nice. Well, Mr. Smiley, I'm going to have to pull the plug off this. Yeah. I'm going to head to the bathroom and I've been pounding coffee here for three hours. <laughs> Better. Oh, my God. We're going up four and a half hours now. All right. Well, I am going to be Jack Greensock. Then uh, Red was mad that he was like three hours and some. He said, Jack. Yes, we're at three. four hours and 35 minutes right now how long, how long was jack's episode because i gotta at least beat that one he was uh like 410 and then the next one was 413 and we just blew past past both of those numbers so you know you know me i set a record tonight yeah i do sincerely appreciate you uh stopping in smiley's garden if you yeah. haven't heard well in fact Give yourself a shout out and tell people where they can find you and where they can find you on Saturdays. You know, give them all that good information because you have brought some good information. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm smiley underscore garden on Instagram and then uh, 
part of the frugal force. So that airs Saturday nights. Um, it should be pretty consistent going. With the, yeah, so the Bolish Farms, he, he does all the production and cool, cool posters and shit out and uh, cut scenes, all that stuff. So shout out to him for his work. And uh, yeah, Spartan Drones on there in Michigan Medicated. And we, we kind of have two people pop in and out. Red Setter Farms usually on there too. And uh, so it's a good time. Talk yeah, check everybody out. Frugal Force, Saturday night, Bolish Farms, Smiley's Gardens. I do so thank you, you sincerely. Thank you. you. Dropped a ton of great knowledge, and I hope you sincerely consider popping back in and talking some more shit with me. Uh, I do. Uh, I thank you sincerely. Yours will be easier. You got my similar schedule, so I can just pop in anytime, probably. <laughs> you're more than welcome. If uh, you, Like I said, if there's not a guest, you're more than welcome to pop in. I'd love to have another chat. It's been right, a man. great session for sure. You got to promise to smoke the next time, all the way through. Smoking I was all the way through. Time. I was oh, I didn't see it till the end yeah. there, but uh, I smoked like all right. three joints or something. <laughs> all right. Next time we're doing dabs. How about that? Next time it's dabs. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Smile Garden. I'm going to fucking check out and uh, sign off. Thank you so much for popping in. Yeah, bro. Have a good one, man. You too. Well, it's been a fucking great episode. I uh, can't thank him enough for popping in. Do check him out on Frugal Force Saturday night, Abolish Farms. They dropped some knowledge off over there. Of course, Smiley dropped some great, great knowledge tonight. I am Eagle Gardens Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens One on Instagram. I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, My Herbs Now. Uh, Active Grow LAD, generic fertilizers are all helping the garden powered my uh, show, my garden right now. Much love to them. And of course, Sequence 3 and Skill Bowl 1 and everybody at the Michigan Grows Grow Show. Please check out their channel and uh, the live panel show on Sunday nights, of course. That's when you can find me sitting in over there. I appreciate it. Thank you for everybody for watching tonight. Uh, didn't so much uh, call out so much chat once Miley got on, but I appreciate everybody that tuned in. And I appreciate everybody that will tune in tomorrow. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good tomorrow. Be back tomorrow.